And now, introducing the man who ran into trouble with grocery store security last week for his insistence on switching out cow milk for goat milk in unsuspecting customers' cart, an act apparently worth three to five years in prison as he yelled in the courtroom, quote, it tastes good, it's an animal too, unquote. When asked by an interviewer where he gets his inspiration, he shed a single tear and said, quote, there isn't a day that goes by where I don't strive to be more like Meredith, Whitney, Lisa, Heather, and all of the superwomen on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. He is Glenn Clark. Genuinely trying to figure out who these people were. Oh, you know who they are. is that a, is by the way is Salt Lake City one of the actual real? It's houses? a new one apparently. My girlfriend oh. loves them, so. Oh, that's. I don't watch it. I'm but, so uh, sorry. No, it's fine. I'm so sorry. It's fine. So charming. It becomes a real problem. I feel like we sound a little weird, these, don't we? It it feels that way, doesn't it? It does a little bit. But I I can't tell if it's Maybe my it's headphones this. or. I think I did it. Yeah, that sounds like it was. I, think I did it. Yeah, it wasn't level, was it? No. No, that's no. not good. We don't we want that it. at all. Or I fixed problem it. Problem solved. Yeah, but it was a little late, but I did it. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. You're trying to take credit for something that should have happened before we went on the air. Just never seems to around these parts. Yeah. Never seems to be the case. Hi, good morning from the uh, Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Kyle Ottenheimer. We've got a lot to do on the program today. Coming up in just a few minutes. You've probably heard a good bit about Cameron Kenley's story. I know we talked about it uh, yesterday for a good little bit. Uh, Cameron Kenley, who's one of the most likable humans I've ever had a conversation with, is a former Navy cornerback who looked like he was going to get a crack at beginning his NFL career after signing as an undrafted free agent with the Buccaneers. Uh, The thing about that is the Navy apparently didn't agree and decided that he needed to start his naval career and football just wasn't going to happen. And it's a very weird bit because there's no real consistency about the decisions that are made. There is a policy that essentially you can ask for permission, but it doesn't have to be. It's None of it makes a lick of sense. He's handling it as diplomatically as you would expect Cam Kenley to handle it, but clearly he wants to go play football. He wants to. He has the opportunity Lord knows if he's not able to do it right now, it's going to be extraordinarily difficult for him to ever get a chance to do it again. I most certainly support him having that opportunity, so I'm not unbiased when it comes to this, but we will still talk to him about it uh, here in a little bit. Uh, Also later on this morning, Drew Forrester joins us, as he does every Wednesday, and we will uh, catch up with Brian Billick as um, his his friend, his good friend, uh, uh, Jim Fossil, passed away. Earlier this week, former Ravens offensive coordinator and um, and the man that he coached against, obviously, in Super Bowl thirty five. So we'll talk to him about that and a couple other things as well. That's all on the docket today. Today's show is brought to you by Window Nation. They've got an amazing offer for you right now at Window Nation. I really don't know how they're doing it, but somehow they're pulling it off. And they know a thing or two about business, and I don't, so... Far be it for me to question them, but this just seems ridiculous. 50% off all styles of windows, but you don't even have to pay it. Well, not for two years anyway. It's a problem for future Joe or or future Craig or future Melinda or future uh, Mackenzie or whatever your name is. Two years from now, you can pay it, and there's no catch. It's not just no money down. It's not just no payments for two full years. There's no interest either. 
That's it. I mean, it's there. This is silly. Harley Aaron, I love you. I don't know what you're doing. It makes no damn sense, but bless you for doing it so that friends of Glenn Clark Radio can take advantage of it. 866-90NATION or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Um, uh, by the way, bless. speaking of blessings, bless the Los Angeles Clippers for the greatest three-point loss in the history of basketball. I missed it. I was asleep. I got a, I got a little froggy yesterday, and I've been doing so well with some French Open betting that uh, I decided I was going to throw. I I have been purposely betting a certain way. I talked about it on Monday's show. I don't care to talk about it again. Uh, but I decided to go a little bit off the beaten path yesterday, and I bet on Daniil Medvedev to win outright against Stefano Tsitsipas. Oh, you did too? Yeah, no, you you were. It was a mistake. I mean, Daniil Medvedev has owned Sitsipas in their matchups over the years, but he does not play Sissiki, well on. I thought no, he does not play well on clay. Sitsipas is an outstanding clay court player, and so the so fact that Medvedev. Wrong. No, I was just taking a chance. This was a favorable odds situation. It's very rare in tennis that you'll get the chance to get such favorable odds for a matchup. They had met like eight times, and Sitsipas had won once. And yet he was a heavy favorite. And so you were playing the odds in that situation. Like, I can put a little bit of money down, and if it works out, I'm stealing money on a guy that's dominated another guy, which, you know, is a weird situation. But yes, I was wrong. I was very much wrong. Uh, uh, Sits past one in straight sets over Medvedev. And so I wanted that back. I you was, don't need the garage, though, right? Like, Right, know. yeah, it's cool. It's, to- it's cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, what is there ever snow in here Seriously, in this state right? anyway? Like, um, so I was feeling I was feeling down about that, and I said to myself, I would like to get that money back because I'm 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 not happy. I've been riding a hot streak. So you hit the strip. So I went over to uh, pressboxonline.com and I saw Jeremy Khan's picks, and I saw that he liked the Clippers plus three and a half. Everyone knows, always bet the Clippers. I said, you know, the Clippers in a, in a normal world, right? Like before the season, we would have said the Clippers are definitely not just. Not just uh, three and a half within three and a half points. We would have said they're better than that. Uh, we would have probably said the Clippers are a better team than keep the Jazz in mind, are. Yes, it's the Clippers. I do know that it's the Clippers, and it's the playoff Clippers yeah. specifically, is what you're trying to say. And old playoff P Paul George, who um, apparently uh, not so great in the postseason, he hasn't thrived. No, but I said I'll throw some money at it, and the Clippers jumped out to a big lead, and I was feeling really good about myself. But I actually also went to bed at a reasonable hour last Ooh, night, because I know I'll be up uh, late again tonight with the Suns. Uh, although I think tonight's a That's ten, not moon, a ten thirty. Yeah, thank time. you, appreciate that. Um, so I said I'll try to go to bed at a reasonable hour last night, and I didn't know. So when I woke up this morning and I saw that they only lost by three points, I was partying. What? What? This is when you feel the best as a better. Is that you just, it was the number. And I'm glad I didn't watch it because it would have caused me significant heartache and uh, and problems there at the end. But thank you to the Clippers for that stunning, thrilling, thrilling three-point defeat. Hell of an effort from you guys last night. As uh, I, I guess the Jazz really are just as legit as they proved themselves to be during the course of the regular season. I get, you know, there's still games to be played in this series. We'll find out. But um, they battled back nicely last night. I don't know night. if we're going to count the Clippers as the parameter. You say that, but I like get they're good, right? They should be better, but yeah, not. I mean they, they do have Kawhi Leonard. I don't I know if it. you've heard of him. He's I get pretty, it. he's pretty good in the postseason. I get it. I understand that, and also in the Western Conference, you realize that there isn't a team left in the Western Conference. No, there are like four of them. Thank right? you. That's made an NBA Finals 
in this millennium. None of these four teams. That's the past 20 years, right? That's the past two or 21. 21. Yeah, 21 years. Yeah, 20 seasons. Yes, correct. 21 seasons. Correct. Since 2000. None of them. The most recent finals trip for any of these teams was the Jazz when Carmelo Malone and John Stockton lost to the Bulls. And Brian, I don't know if you remember, uh, uh, Russell uh, defending Michael Jordan on a jumper. You I don't might, recall. Might not have, have heard of this moment. That's the most recent finals appearance for any of the teams that are left in neat. the Western Conference. It's pretty neat, you know? It is neat. And I, I kind of dig it, right, as a basketball fan. It, it's, look, I particularly dig it as a Suns fan, obviously. Suns haven't been to the finals since 1993, before I was a Suns fan. Mer- so, Merrily. What's that? Majorly. Ma- yes, Dan Majorly was part of that team. That is correct. Of course, Charles Barkley was on that team. Um, so I'm, I'm all in as a Suns fan. This is great news that you're going to have some different representation but I, I got to believe that the Jazz have, at as this point, as good a chance. I think, they're, yeah, I think the Suns match up best with them. I do, but they did not do all that well in the regular season against them. I just tend to think they that struggle like, in the regular season. You know, what them. the Utah Jazz have strong defense, two well, good the, guards. Look, if like, DeAndre Ayton seems gonna, like the Suns have everything the Jazz if, have, if, if not maybe if DeAndre like, Ayton is going to keep playing as well as he's been playing, sure. then the Suns can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. The Nets are going to be tough. It's going to be tough for anybody to beat the Nets. I mean, I mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. I think we all kind of forgot about that for a little while, but it's just you're saying very, it was a good idea for them to sign him. Yeah, it was really smart of them to sign him. Jeez, um, it's gonna be tough for anybody to beat the Nets. But yeah, if 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 DeAndre Ayton can keep playing like this, and you know he's been doing it pretty consistently for a while now, yeah. then they're going to be capable of. I think also it's sort of like a their matchup. I mean, Gobert's a rim protector. Aiton needs to kind of take him away from the rim a little bit. Yeah. Well, but like I know he, that he's not his game, right? That's and, not. And but. and that's the thing. Aiton's not going with Jokic. They they're they're giving they're letting Jokic have the outside jumper. But what is he good through at? One, well, he's good at everything. I don't know what if you heard. Like yeah, that? <laughs> just literally the MVP of the league. Um, they're letting him have the outside jumpers, and they're saying if he's out there, you know, Chris Paul or somebody can go try to put a hand in I his face. I don't think that's gonna go well. No, it's not. And he's gonna knock. He knocked a few down the yeah. other night. But they're saying. We're not going to let him control the game. No, we're not going to take him away. We're, from we're not, not going to take Aiton away from the rim. Exactly because of right. We're not going to do that. That's not going to be the way that it's going to go. And they kept talking about that on the broadcast: is Aiton's going to have to slip out further. He's going to have to slip out further. And the Suns were pretty clear: like, no, no, he's not going to. We're not doing that because Jokic, while he's going to make some, he's not going to make all of them, and he's not going to take all of them either. He's like, a passer first. Correct. That's the way it's going to go. And so we're not pulling our guy away from the rim. That's what he does. DeAndre Ayton is more of a throwback interior player that we just haven't seen in basketball in recent years and kind of forgotten might exist. Um, well, if he couldn't run so well, he might not, right? Like he's an athlete. He's he is an athlete, but right. he's still a, sure, he's he's a an interior player, player. player yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. He's not an, He's not going to go out and play on the perimeter. Not to say he couldn't knock down a perimeter jumper. The difference not. is they're focused on giving him touches. Correct. And like, they want, you know, like they want There it. are plenty of guys like Willie Cauley Stein on the, and he's not a skilled post player. Like I'm not going to Or, a, or well, I would say that of, in recent years, DeAndre Jordan would be a fair example. Sure. Right? Andre Drummond. Yeah, okay. Andre Drummond was never as good as it. Right. he's not quite at the athlete like speed wise. Correct. That not is. no, but, but he was yeah. he was certainly more of an, he was an interior player. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Um, and the Sixers win again, and you know, I guess they win for the first time. They they lost the first game. Well, they won a few last series. Yeah, but they didn't win the first game of this series. No, they won again. But they evened it up at one apiece. This is another win of the season. So they they won got again. that. They got that going for them. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. Makes, to help makes you, me. You know? No, you're right. You're yeah. you're helping me in some way. 
Um, all right, a couple things. One, uh, it will, we will get to Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill here in just a second. I do want to tell you one more time about Tucker Fest, which is coming up on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. I can't wait for Tucker Fest. I'm all in. It's going to be a great day. The greatest kicker of all time will be there. You can get your meet and greet passes right now by going to greateightsmemorabilia.com. By the way, they're also announcing the lineup uh, for what they're doing, the Purple Takeover they're doing at the State Fair. Mm. Uh, they just added Adafe Owe to the list. Cool. Yeah, you might have heard of him. Ravens' first-round pick is also coming out, like Hollywood Brown is, like Ben Cleveland is. They're doing a Purple Takeover event at the State Fair. That's down the road. You can find out more about it at greateightsmemorabilia.com. But while you're there, get your meet and greet passes to meet Justin Tucker. At Tuckerfest by going to GreatAidsMemorabilia.com. The day is free. It's a family fun event, food trucks, dunk tank, Jeremy Kahn's hopping in, live music, Joey Harkham, Dave Teeth, cornhole tournament. You can come out, wear your purple, and just have a great time hanging out with other Baltimore football fans on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. But if you want to meet the greatest kicker of all time, the greatest kicker of all time, a future Hall of Famer, will be there, and you can meet him. you got to get your meet-and-greet passes right now. Great8smemorabilia.com. Uh, Orioles make it 5 of 6. Um, uh, everybody's hitting. Cedric Mullins continues to be just a marvel. As we joked about the other day, he's Adam Jones, but better, which is a On bases for really <laughs> strange thing to say. Well, not the powers there. I don't quite no, the same as Adam. He's if, hit well like, at, No, on this pace... He would be better than Adam Jones power-wise. What was he on pace for, 25? 20. I think it's a little. He has like I did the, six I right did now, right? That, no, no. Or, Eight. What, 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 what have you been paying attention to? I think he's at nine now. Well, good for him. Uh, Mountcastle's been pretty hot. Yeah, Mountcastle. Well, yeah, he, you know, he's player of the week in the AL. Yeah, Cedric Wallace has nine home runs at this point. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. I don't know what to make of it. I have no clue what to make of it. Still, to the, this is what Jeremy and I talked about the other day. Do we ass- at what point do we assume this is who Cedric Mullins is? I can't tell you. I don't know. It's not like I think. What's most encouraging is it's been one prolonged success. He's not like streaky right now. It's not as if no, he's I mean, it, you he mean started the, like hitting four hundred and right. then he had a stretch of two thirty and then. You know, he's I, been I, consistent. I, I don't know at what point you declare this is who he is as a major league I baseball player. I think it's player. fair to say that I don't know, right? Like to say that he's okay, MVP caliber. Yeah, tough to just declare. Correct. That's what but I'm I saying. But I think it's getting to the point now where it's safe you to want, say you he's say a you valuable contributor to this you, team moving if, forward. If you want to say what I believe is they he's have their a, center fielder. He's the center. Like that's I'm probably okay with that, right? Now how how that fits in with what the Orioles are doing as a whole, we've had that conversation before. I don't know what to make of it. I really don't. And I don't think it's unfair to say I don't know what to make of it. It's very easy for somebody to say, Well, he's under team control for another four years, so why would you even have that conversation? You got to have every conversation. You got to figure out everything that you got and how it aligns with what you're doing. So my gut tells me that someone that's under team control for another four years is someone that you just say, we're hoping that within four years we get all this figured out and he's a part of it. That's my gut about how that works with Cedric Mullins. But I don't know that. They have to have that conversation. And there's always the caveat of, what if somebody else is really in love with Cedric Mullins, which makes no sense. That would be utterly illogical for someone else to be so in love with Cedric Mullins they want to give you a king's ransom in order to pry him away from you. That, I mean, that would, it would be it would surprising, be absurd. for sure. It would be absurd. I mean, the, nobody scouted him that way. Nobody think, And you've got three months, two months 
of track record to work with. Not to say that somebody wouldn't want him to give you a king's ransom in order to get him, which is what you would want no, I mean, to get got, in order to be willing to trade you know, him. That's, it's just not, there's no logic to that. So it's not really a conversation that's worth having at this moment. It's not like the John's mean, John Means conversation. It's a different conversation. That's that said, he's in the group about. now where you'd probably say, you know, I don't want to trade him. Right, no, like that's what I just said. You, right. He's got, but four it's not about specifically about the return necessarily, right? It's not if about it, if and if there's anybody in your system that somebody wants to give you a king's ransom for, you say, yeah, I you want to give me a king's if ransom. Michael Franco's play at third, they're going to get something for him. It's a great point. Yeah, it, this is nice definitely. They made a hell of a play. The barehanded play <laughs> yeah. last night was phenomenal. Um, you want to give me a king's ransom? I'll give you just about anybody. You want to give me three of your top five prospects and. Uh, of the top 70 prospects in all of baseball for, you know, let's talk, right? Like, I'm not stupid. I know how to do business. That's the type of thing that we're talking about. But that would make no sense for Cedric Mullins. It's plausible, although unlikely, when we talk about John Means, right? But it's plausible to have that conversation, which is why you have it. It's so unlikely for that to be the case for Cedric Mullins that you just say the, the thing that makes the most sense is Cedric Mullins just being an Oriole for a while as they figure out exactly who he is and if their timeline doesn't work out and he continues to be this good, sure. then someone else is more likely to want to give you a, a boatload for him even a year or two from now because he's still going to be under team control for another couple of years. But the Orioles win in the meantime. And five and one. I, you know, as I said, I said they just won five. Did you listen to anything I say? No, no. I think you should consider it. I just no, I think you should consider. Did you hear that they're five and one? I, I literally said they've won five of their last six. But that's different. Thank you. You know what? It's worded a different way. It means the exact same thing, but it's worded a different way. That's all I want to hear so, you say. You know what? You got that going for you, which I guess is nice. Jesus. They finished the short series of the Mets tonight. Um, uh, a lot of people complaining about how many Mets fans were in town last night. I, I, are we still doing this? Is this still a bit we're gonna do? Just be happy that take are we gonna, sold, right? Are we gonna do? Are we gonna do this bit eternally? If you're so upset, then go to the game. Correct. If if this is something that bothers you. Buy everybody a ticket. Go right now. Buy all the tickets that are available for tonight's game. Pay for everybody's parking. Give it to Orioles fans only. Correct. Go go around town. Hand out the tickets. Or just shut up. I don't know if you've noticed. There's often empty seats at Camden Yards. Correct. It happens. And Mets fans are feeling it because their team's been good this year. And guess what? And so they're excited. They had a crappy night. Yeah. It was enjoyable. (laughs) It was enjoyable to watch them be miserable. This thing where we're obsessed with this. we Seek help. This is not something that's worthy of spending time on unless you want to go buy everybody's tickets for them. If you think that there is some world in which there is an obligation for people who I'm not sure if you've heard have been through a financial crisis over the last 15 months to pay money to see a baseball team that is a week removed from losing 14 consecutive games. Five and 23. Thank you. Appreciate that, Kyle. That that is different. That is different than what I said. You got that this time. If you think there's some obligation, you need to see a professional. You have a problem. Your life is not in order. Your brain needs to be looked at. You need to talk to someone. Get a hold of yourself. There is no obligation. And if Mets fans are feeling something right now, good for them. In 2014, I bet there were a lot of Orioles fans that were more inclined to take a trip up to New York to see them play. Settle down. 
We're, we're smarter than this. I know we are. We can do better. I promise. Yikes. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Uh, Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios presented by Glory Days Grill. They're up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, you can go find them there right now, and we will get to it later on this hour. Um, we've been talking about this this week. Um, this man's been a guest on the show a few times over the years, and I've always walked away from it saying, man, I, I would let this guy do you know anything. I would hire him anywhere in the world. He's one of the most impressive humans I've ever had a conversation with. And what he wants to do is he wants to play football, as he was signed by the Buccaneers and impressed in his first look down there, and, and he wants to pursue that dream. Um, right now, the Navy's saying, nah, we're not going to give you that opportunity. Joining us now, former Navy cornerback Cam Kinley, who's with us on GCR. Cameron, it's Glenn and Kyle. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you so much for taking some time for us and what I know has been a busy week for you. Hey, I appreciate you all for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, Cam, can you just sort of take me through, you know, how this process has unfolded? For those that, that still don't fully understand it, you, you knew what you needed to do to try to apply to get the chance to play. How has this all played out over the course of the last few months? Right. So in 2019, President Trump endorsed this policy, the DTM, which allows service academy athletes to request to delay their service um, in order to pursue professional opportunities. And so um, after the way it works, you put together a package, uh, your school signs off on the package, and it gets sent up through your chain of command to the Secretary of Defense. So after I signed with Tampa Bay, um, I got my package together. The Naval Academy signed off on it and sent it up uh, to the Secretary of Defense. And in your chain of command, each person has the right to uh, to deny it as it is a request at the end of the day. And so at the uh, acting Secretary of Navy level, my package got denied. Um, and I was informed three days before graduation on May 25th with no explanation and that there would not be an appeal process. So, so there is, is what you're saying is there's there nothing that can be done or could someone still step in here and say, I rank higher than this person, I can override their decision? I, I believe that could possibly happen. But okay. Like you said, it has to be somebody higher. So we're talking president, vice president, secretary of defense uh, at this point, as it was the secretary of Navy who uh, denied the package. And I mean, I respect his decision, of course. Yep. Um, being in the military, but I definitely wouldn't complain if things were the reverse uh, course. I think there's a couple of things here that are important that when people hear a story like this, you, I know because I've talked to you before, um, but I don't know that everybody realizes. That, to make it clear, you're not trying to avoid your naval service in any way. Like that, This is not you saying, I'd, I've changed my mind, I don't want to serve in the Navy. I, it's not that, it's just about the timing of it. It's, Right, and I think that's the most important point for me to make. Um, it's been a it's been a long two days, you know. I've been getting a lot of messages on my Instagram and Twitter, and I, I had to stop looking at all that stuff um, because it's never been about me getting out of my service. It's never been about me not fulfilling my commitment. I came to the Naval Academy fully aware of that, and I devoted all of my time there to become the best officer that I could be uh, when it was time to commission. And so it's never been about that. It's always been about the opportunity to uh, – be able to fulfill both of these dreams because the opportunity was placed in front of me and who wouldn't want to go after that? I, yep. I really couldn't see a way that both sides could lose. So 
Yeah, it's never been about getting out of my service. And, and, and important as well, and as we've talked about on this show, the opportunity for you to be sort of a spokesperson for right. the Navy as you go about doing this, to, to, to say, hey, look, you can, you can pursue your dreams as an athlete and, and do this at the same time. It, it, that's important to you. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I feel like this is the the biggest benefit that I could bring to the Navy at this point. You know, I would have, I would have had this platform to be an ambassador. You know, to represent the Naval Academy, the Navy, and the military as a whole. Uh, being a professional football player, uh, it would have been one of their best recruitment tools because you're going to have young kids looking at that like, oh, look at him. He's in the NFL and he's an officer. I want to be like him when I get when I get older. And so, I feel like that would have been a great opportunity for for kids to see i feel like it would have been a great opportunity for our military recruitment wise and I'm, I'm i'm disappointed that i won't have that opportunity cameron kinley is with us former navy cornerback and now with the tampa bay buccaneers hoping to try to start a professional football career but um at this moment would not be able to do that based on the decision that was made by the act, acting secretary of the navy um cameron one of the other things that sort of jumped out in, in reading your statement uh, uh twofold that there doesn't appear to be any sort of like uh, consensus as to how this works, right? And I think that's something that I would struggle with a great deal if I were in your shoes. And, and you know, guys in other branches that went to the Air Force Academy or, or played at Army, they are able to go ahead and try to pursue their NFL careers. Recent, other recent Navy players were able to do it. Is it understanding that you're you're you you get that you signed up for this? Is it frustrating? to be looking at this and saying, where's the consistency in these types of decisions? And, yeah, at this point in my situation, that's, that's all I'm asking for. Um, even if it's not done for me, just moving forward, I think it should be some consistency across the three academies um, if people want to pursue this opportunity. What I really hope does not come from this situation is that the other four players get their package denied because I got denied. That's the absolute last thing I want. You know, um, it would just be it would just be nice to have some consistency across the board. You know, I mean, even last year, Malcolm Perry, I know he got drafted, um, but he used the same package, you know, and it was a couple undrafted players from other academies last year that used the same package. So I think that's what's most confusing to me is that I've seen this package be used uh, successfully. And so I pretty much assumed everything was going to be good. And for things to not work out, it's just it's tough to deal with, especially when you were right there. Um, about to accomplish a childhood dream. I mean, I, I don't think he's listening today, right? I'm just going to guess. I know it, probably a regular every other day, but it, like, is there a message that you would have for the president? Have you tried appealing that way? Have you tried saying, like, hey, I, w- I would like to try to get the word to somebody that's even higher than this acting secretary of the Navy? Yeah, I mean, help is definitely appreciated at this point. Um, but if not, I definitely understand that I have this commitment to serve, and I'm looking forward to to serving as an officer in the Navy, and I'm going to give 110% of my efforts into that. This situation isn't going to deteriorate my approach that I take to being an officer. But if anybody is listening, you know, with uh, a lot of pull and in the higher-ranking positions, if you feel like this situation uh, should be reversed and that I should have that opportunity, then your support is definitely appreciated. If not, then I understand and we'll move forward, and um, I'll find a way to make an impact in a different area of my life. I think this is important, too. You, you you, really were genuinely excited about just signing up to be in the Navy. Like, that part of it wasn't, you know, I'll, I'll do this because it's what I've got to do to, to be a football player. Um, I remember having this conversation with you 
that was a big that that was the big reason why you came here, correct? A hundred percent. I came to the academy knowing that this would be the opportunity to lead and serve as an officer in the military. Um, I knew I was also going to be a football player in college. I didn't know whether or not I would have the ability to to play professional football. I didn't even make the decision to to go after the NFL until after Army Navy in December of 2020. Um, I came back home and sat down with my family and my my parents and my little brother, and they said, you're going to have regrets if you don't go after this opportunity, so go after it. And so I did, you know. So it's not even like the whole time I've been at the academy, it's, oh, yeah, I got to figure out how to get to the NFL so I don't have to serve. Like, no, it's always been. I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to be an officer. I'm ready to lead. And then this unique opportunity presented itself. And I say, you know what? This could have an even better impact on the Navy. And this will allow me to inspire and motivate so many other people. So I have to go after that opportunity or else I knew I would regret it for the rest of my life. Uh, Cam, just again, for background, for those that don't know, if if this doesn't get reversed, where, where would you be headed to do what um, later on this summer? Right, so uh, I'm currently on my basket leave until June 28th, and then I'll report back to the academy and serve in a temporary duty duty assignment there until October, uh, where I would go off to uh, intelligence school in Damnet, Virginia, for six months. And then following that, I will begin my career path as an officer in the information warfare community um, and fulfill my five-year commitment at the minimum. And then if you are able to play in or, or pursue in the NFL, what would the difference be? Would it be that, you know, whenever the, your career ends, you just immediately go do what you were going to do otherwise? Or would you, I know Malcolm, like, did some reserve, or not not Malcolm, Keenan did some reservist stuff. Like, what would right. that look like if if you end up, someone does reverse this decision? Yeah, so I could serve. Oh, so if, if this was to get reversed, you could reverse my commission and allow me to go ahead and play and then commission afterwards. I could commission into the reservists um, as Keenan Reynolds did and uh, Joe Cardona, as he's still doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, or I could serve two years and then request to go play after. But I would have to have that conversation with myself in two years to see where I am in life and just my body and my mental and whether this is something I want to put myself through again. Well, and I think that's an important part of this too, Cam, is that you've got to understand it's 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 tough. I mean, it's tough for anybody to find their way into the NFL, right? <laughs> like, it's it's a very difficult thing. But especially two years down the road, um, when you're now two years older than everybody else that's coming in, it, it, it would make this even more difficult for you to try to pursue right. at that point, correct? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, in a small time that I was down there uh, in Tampa Bay, like, it's, it's competitive. <laughs> it's the NFL is competitive. You're, you're competing against the best football players in the world, simply put. So to think that anybody can just take two years off of the game and come back and be the same as they are, right out of college is, I mean, that's an interesting perspective to have, to say the least, but it's not impossible. You, What was the experience like for you, Cam? Like, getting to put a uniform on, getting to be, you know, a, you were an NFL player, right? Like, you got to go not in a game, obviously, and not in a training, but, it, like, you were there wearing a Buccaneers uniform, going up against guys that are going to be playing in the NFL. What did that experience mean to you as far as maybe, pers- you know, pushing your desire that this is definitely what I want to do. Yeah, it was surreal, you know. I was very nervous. I'm not going to lie, going into rookie mini camp, and then I got out there and I was able to perform well, and it gave me a sense of confidence that I do belong. Um, I do belong. I do have 
the skill set that it takes to play at this level. And so being able to put on an NFL helmet, you know, practice on an NFL field, be in an NFL facility, getting coached by NFL coaches, I mean, that's once in a lifetime, you know. I'm working out with guys that I, I play with on Madden and drafting my <laughs> fantasy team. So it's, it's really just crazy. And to think that that's, that might be all over and – I think I made the most of my opportunity, so I won't have any regrets. And I can look back at my last football experience and be like, yeah, I enjoyed that. But I, I definitely wish I would have cherished it just a tad bit more if I knew that was going to be my last time in the facility, putting the cleats on and putting the helmet on. Uh, uh, that's going to be tough to deal with. I would feel like, you know, I, the, the president's powerful, but isn't Tom Brady more powerful? Like, <laughs> like, shouldn't he be able to help out in some way in this capacity? <laughs> Hey, I would definitely use Tom Brady's assistance. Uh, I know they're in <laughs> mini camp right now, though, so I'm not trying to distract the team from trying to go get another Super Bowl. I feel you. I feel you. I'm definitely not opposed. No <laughs> doubt, right? Like, if he wanted to make a call, you wouldn't be mad about it. Right. So, appreciate right. it, Tom. Appreciate the, the kind words. Uh, look, Cam, you know, I'm not I'm not unbiased here. We like you a lot. Um, we've always appreciated the conversations that we've had with you. And, and more than that, just for common sense, it would seem like consistency would be something that would, would make sense um, right. in, in doing something like this. And, and that it would seem to be a really good thing for young people to see, hey, you can, you can pursue your dreams of, of playing professional sports and still serve the country. That would, it, it just seems like such a no-brainer to me. Um, I, I don't know why we're, we're struggling with it, but we're, we're rooting for you. Um, can we can we plug your Twitter, your Instagram one more time for people to give you a follow? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter, they're both uh, CK3, the thrill. They're both CK3, the thrill. The number so, three, yes. Yeah, yeah number three, number three. Uh, Cam, we're rooting for you, man. I, you know, I, I don't know how many powerful people I know, but I'll try. You know, like, <laughs> I'll try to put the word out as much I as I can. I appreciate it. Um, and, and we hope that this works out for you. But either way, we can't wait to see what you're going to do for our, for our country, no matter what, man, because you are a special individual. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Hey, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate y'all. Cameron Kinley, former Navy cornerback. I, I don't know what else to say. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. And I, again, you're, you know, Kyle, you talked yesterday about this theory of maybe they just think he's too important to the Navy, right? Like, we, we can't wait on this guy. This guy's too important of an asset to us. I hear you, but it's a pretty significant asset to have. And, and by the way... You'd still have it. R- correct. Yeah. That, that's the part that drives me nuts, is there's no guarantee Cam Kinley is going to make the roster. I, I'll be rooting for him, too, and considering who he is... I have the utmost confidence that he is going to give everything he can in the process of trying to make the roster. Um, you know, Keenan sparingly made rosters in his short career. He was only on the active roster in Baltimore for a week. Um, I think he did play in one game in Seattle. Yeah. Um, Malcolm made the roster in Miami and, and got some opportunities uh, last year. And as, as um, Cameron mentioned, Joe Cardona clearly has carved out quite the career for himself as a long snapper with the Patriots. So there is precedent for it, but it's not... And by the way, a couple of those guys were, were draft picks, Malcolm and, um, and Keenan. Um, there's no guarantee he's going to make the roster. If, if he doesn't, and he doesn't get a practice squad opportunity, then, yeah. you know, it's just a... It's all moot. It's just a four-month delayed start or whatever it is. You know, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal at that point. 
And and I would feel differently about, you know, I, I maybe I should have asked. Like, Cameron Kinley might say, well, if it doesn't work out and they re- reboot the XFL, I'd like to go play in that, right? Like, I'd like to have that opportunity. I don't think I would feel as strongly about you have to let these guys have that ap- opportunity. It would be way more of a, yeah, I get why you would want to do it. It would be neat, but... Well, they're bringing out the USFL next year, aren't they? That's the word. I don't yeah. know if it's next year. They're bringing it back. I thought it was Is it 2022? I mean, that would be next I mean, no, year from now, essentially. Yeah, I mean, but a little bit before that. Right? I mean, this all due respect. That that's a the same well, thing. Steve right? Young's playing again. Mm, I no, no interest, <laughs> none, zero. Um, I would not feel as strongly about that. I would not feel as strongly about saying you got to give these guys their chance in the XFL or in the Spring League or whatever that f it is. I wouldn't feel that in any way. This is different. This is something that also benefits mm-hmm. you. So I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't know whose chain we got to rattle in order to make it happen. I don't. If you know somebody who knows somebody who know, knows somebody. You know a, uh, some, some politicians in the state. I know yeah. local. <laughs> Have them run it up the flagpole. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just... I'm sure Delegate Griffith just has a game of password a, here. a hey, bat phone that he can let pick up and Kinley play NFL football. Pass it on. I would really like that to be the case. <laughs> All right, man. I don't know what's going on with me today. You're dying. Latin, it's good. You, you missed it last week. My allergies hit me like an effing ton of bricks. Did it they? was a disaster. There were days where I was so spacey, I didn't know. Like one day, I legitimately almost said, "We're just not doing a show today." Really? Yeah. I just. I, this is not a joke. I had a day last week where I was so spaced out that I had to pull over. Because I legit ran a red light. Mm. Like my, this is just what happens to me when I when the allergies hit. It's not all that pleasant. No, it sucks. And so I said I might just not be able to do the show. But you know, you get on that allergy medicine, you start to try to feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're still ding- dealing with the lingering effects right now. Hey, today's show has been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota Rav Four, available in hybrid or gas only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. We'll come back in play Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. That's next. Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota and Bel Air Road. For more information, go to great8smemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. The perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Book your table at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. 
With competitive pricing and an AM Best A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover luke jackson profiles top orioles pitcher john means and the role new pitching coach chris holt is taken with means and the entire organization inside matt kremnitzer reflects on nick markakis's career, and Bo Smolka looks at what to expect from the Ravens' 2020 draft class in their second season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. URL. You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio all right, back in here on GCR. Today's show also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Give them a call right now to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3, 410-401-9797, or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. Thanks again to Cameron Kinley for taking the time for us. I know he's being hit up by, like, major national news in organizations all over the country right now, so appreciate him um, uh, following up with us and and slumming it uh, for a couple minutes this morning. He is a uh, tremendous, tremendous individual. All right, it's Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Let's dive in. Of course, Glory Days Grill still celebrating their 25th anniversary. May there be 2,500 more because Glory Days Grill is amazing. The anniversary menu right now, features the smoky thigh wings and i will sing their praises until the day i die it features the zucchini fries the double bacon and cheddar burger the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains the strip steak sandwich the silver anniversary ipa the turtle cheesecake and they're trying to give you a trip to devil's backbone to celebrate their anniversary 
They just want to give it away. They want to give you the gifts for their anniversary. You got to go to glorydaysgrill.com to find out more. You can go to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill to take advantage of this amazing menu. I love Glory Days Grill, and I'm going to give you $25 to Glory Days Grill just by participating in Would You Rather Wednesday. That's all you got to do. Just respond at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio, and one of you is getting hooked up with 25 bucks to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Three scenarios as always. Numero uno, would you rather? As it turns out, we've spoken briefly about this situation. The Cardinals are interested in trading Chandler Jones, and the Ravens can have him for a second and a future third. Plus, he'll sign a two-year extension. Or... I'm annoyed already that they pay more for him than Julio got. What's that? I'm annoyed already that that theory would make them pay more for him it's than, the only, they, that's than the, Julio. If I, if I made it the Julio price or less, everybody was just going to say yes. I'm still like, just annoyed. I've got to create a scenario yeah. where somebody might say... Like, in order to make it a 50-50 proposition, mm-hmm. you can't say... You can say this, pay the same price. Everybody like, yeah, let's do it. Or we'd rather get Julio Jones for yes, a second round. Correct. Like, like Julio. Right. Or no, that's a reckless thing to do for a 31-year-old coming off bicep surgery. Are you right. asking me now? Or no, we'll, we'll get, I'm going to go through the scenarios and I'll revisit it. has been a little while. You were, you were not here last yeah. week, in fairness. Number two, Trey Mancini makes his first All-Star game this year, but it guarantees that the Orioles will trade him at the deadline for an underwhelming return, or he misses it again. And the Orioles keep him around to give fans something to cheer for. And number three, your boss recognizes. You? Uh, no, your big boss. Okay. Your big boss. And you've got multiple jobs. This isn't your only job. I'm, so. a, I'm a carnival barker. Correct. Uh, in fairness, I have multiple jobs as well. This is the way that the world works. It, I don't know if you heard it's a gig economy. It's a new phrase I just came up with, the old gig economy. Your boss recognizes that it's been a tough year. So uh, I said he, I should have said they. I'm sorry. It's not, I wasn't purposely trying to be sexist, although somebody would say that's, that's privilege. You're probably done I with this it. now. Just move on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. I've been canceled already. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a good run until I made that mistake. But he uh, offers you an entire month's worth of paid vacation in July. But he's also a psychopath. And so, you are. So no matter where you are during that month's worth of paid vacation, you're going to be hearing the loudest of the cicada noises. Or no, I'll just, I'll just work in the office for the month of July. Those are your three scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday. Get Brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Get your responses in right now at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Let's discuss. At least we'll start this now, and then Drew will join. I don't know what we'll do. Numero uno, Would You Rather... The Cardinals, as it turns out, are interested in trading Chandler Jones, who has one year left on his deal. Um, they'll give him to you for a second and a future third. And he'll sign for two more years. It's not like you'd only be getting the one year and then he's a free agent. He'll, he'll do a new two-year deal with you at a reasonable price. Or no, that's just a reckless thing to do for a 31-year-old who's coming off serious bicep surgery. So... Cursory search, Chandler Jones. Yes. And his, you know, pro football focus ratings, if mm-hmm. you will. We know he's a tremendous pass rusher. But he wasn't a year ago when he that's played. That's fine. But throughout his career, he has been an exemplary pass rusher, one of the best in football, one of the most productive in football. Now, 
He has mostly served in that capacity for the Cardinals, but it appears as though in small samples in coverage, he has been good enough. Mm-hmm. He had uh, graded a little higher in coverage than I don't think the right question's there. at all about the player. I get it. I'm probably still... It's probably still too rich. Okay. And it kind of comes down to whether we agree with it or not, what we know the Ravens' philosophy to be. Well, but I do think it's significant. If you you don't agree with it, I don't think it comes down to that. But I still do believe that there's truth to their philosophy. Now, is the difference between them beating the Chiefs, having one dominant rusher on the front four, We've hypothesized that. Didn't work out, obviously, with Anik Ngakwe, which, sure. which we thought was specifically a move they were making to try to beat the Chiefs. And so there's there's that possibility that you're making that decision because you feel you need special on the front four. I am... The Ravens have pass rushing well, on their have, front four have, in the interior, right? Like... Matabuike is disruptive. They've got Calais Campbell, who is disruptive. I think disruptive and pass rushing, though, are still two different terms. You're not wrong, but that all plays into the advantage of varied looks and bringing pressure from different areas, right? If the middle of the offensive line is collapsing, the outside is panicking. There is going to be opportunity to get home. The second and the third is just too much for me. I can't do it. Okay. All right. You say too rich for my blood. What would you do it for? If it was just a second, I would probably do it. Okay. John Proctor also agrees it's too high a price. Uh, would say I'd go a third and a fourth. I, I know you would. I mean, I, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. that's the problem, right? right? Yeah. That's the reason why I can't write the right. question that way, because everyone on the yeah. planet would do that. There would be no one who would say, nah, I don't think I, I, don't <laughs> think I want to do that. Maybe the Cardinals. I mean, maybe. Um, from KZ, trade for him. You already have a comp third, and the cap is a big lie. There's plenty of money for all. Um, who's, who's he assuming the comp? He's saying the comp third is for who, who signed for more, Ngakwe or, or Judon? Judon. Judon signed for more. 54. Yeah. Um, from uh, from from uh, Ryan Shell says I would like to do that. Pl- oh, it's the Tracy Morgan GIF of him saying I would like to do that. Please, I would like some jerky, please. Yes, that's what that is. <laughs> uh, Lou, totally reckless. I wouldn't do it. I, mean, I wouldn't say it was totally reckless, right? Like it's a price that you would probably have to pay, or close to a price you'd probably have to. pay. Well, I mean, if you're the Cardinals, and this is an important year, so the argument, like the Cardinals, the people in Arizona, and maybe we'll poke in with an actual. Like I'm hearing Cardinals fans, believe it or not, because I used to work out that way. I still know a few of those people. They're like, there's just no chance. This is a make or break year for Cliff Kingsbury. This well, is a aspirations of a title. They, right? They've like, been they bold. They went out and got JJ Watt. Right. They went out and traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Make a whole lot of sense. Like this is not. They're not turning around and just giving up Chandler Jones. But there's a difference between coach decision and and front office decision, which is. And by the way, I was told that Chandler Jones showed up to the facility, but then said, "I'm not going to any of the practices." Wants some lunch. I, a, a weird bit. Apparently, he participated in like they do a photo day. Oh, and so he he's did, extremely photogenic. He is. He is a photogenic man. Of course, no he's doubt. the brother of Arthur Jones. Yes, really uh, that John up. Bones yes. Jones. That's why, as I said the other day, poor athlete. When no, we were talking no. about the Ravens, presumably somebody that they know quite well. He sure. used to hang around the building. He used to literally just be at games. 
years ago before uh, his own NFL career began. Uh, you could find uh, both both brothers, both John and Chandler, just hanging out when the Ravens would be on the road in the playoffs. They would be hanging out with the team. The team was very welcoming to family, and so they certainly know Chandler. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. I have no doubt they scouted him well. Chandler, however, was Drafted pretty high, going like, to go off the board well, 16th, well think, before. Was it like, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, clear, clearly far before Arthur went off the board when the Ravens drafted him. Um, uh, from Paul, I'd make the trade considering how close the Ravens... 21st. Ravens. Good it's 21st. Yeah, it's great value. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, but yeah, the front office might say, look, if we know we're going to lose the guy or if he's really unhappy, if he's unwilling to... Mm-hmm. If he's going to make right. a stink, right? And Chandler Jones has always come off as a very you know good person. Mm-hmm. And, but if he's going to make a stink about this is my last chance to get paid... And if you're not going to do it, I have no choice but to hold out for camp. If it's going to become a problem at some point, they can recoup something better than the third-round pick that you would think that they would be. And I don't even know if Chandler Jones at this point in his career would get you a third-round comp pick. If they can recoup more than that via a trade, why wouldn't they do that? Even if they like Chandler Jones. If you like him, give him a deal. You tack two more years on this deal, make them happy. They also lost Reddick last year, didn't they? Yeah, correct. They also lost Reddick, which makes it weirder that they put right. themselves in this position. It's a weird spot that they're choosing to be in where they want a player at an advanced age to just play on the final year of his deal, and he understandably is not quite as interested in doing that. Going to free agency when the next time you play a football game you're going to be 32, not the most desirable thing for someone to do, and particularly coming off a major bicep injury, sure. which might well, be yeah. the reason. Bet, why. On your, bet on yourself and right. perform your ass off. Uh, Paul Novi Lando, I'd make the trade, considering how close the Ravens appear to having a roster for a Super Bowl run. He's a better option than Houston and Ingram to me. From Chris, uh, definitely take that trade. Have him now while the window is open and gives our first rounder a chance to develop a few years behind him. From Tony, get him some deer antler spray and let's effing go. Mm-hmm. But actually no not for a second rounder we just spent a first round pick on a talented edge rusher um from oh the third round pick is from david cully oh they do they get a second third round round pick next year that's a good point they do get another third round pick yeah they might they might have multiple and then their own third round pick which you know, if you want to say that. that changes how you think about it, I could hear the argument, but at the same time, right, still, those are picks you have, right? Well, and it's also still a second round pick to boot. Correct. It's not just the third round Correct. pick. I'm also throwing in a second round pick to boot. Uh, Matt Jurgensen just gives the uh, the Gus Fring do it GIF. That's his response to this. When question. you see Gus, I think more of uh, Starsky and Hutch when I hear the do it. You know, I don't disagree with that. It's not. When I think of Gus Fring, I think of him. I just think he, of him being a big boss, you know. And but I think of no, I think of the. We're gonna do um, spoilers right now. Or are we gonna leave it? At no, that? no, no. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. do that. I'm talking about. I think of him as the guy that asks about: Is there anything I can get you? How are you enjoying your meal? That's to me the height of the duplicity of yeah, Gus of Fring, right? Mm-hmm. Like where he comes off as this. Well, the Volvo, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good one. But I'm telling, like, when I think of him, I think of. How are you enjoying your How about meal? about the soup he makes for Jesse? Oh, right. Right. Absolutely. Yes, when he comes over, yeah. when he has dinner at his house. Humble soup, you know? No Just doubt. Beautiful house, though. No doubt. And Brian says, no, I would not make that trade. Uh, let's go ahead and do number two since we got a couple minutes before the top of the hour. Um, would you rather Trey Mancini makes his first all-star team this year, but it guarantees that the Orioles will trade him at the deadline for an underwhelming return? 
Well, or Wander Franco. What's that? Yeah, no, really, really disappointing <laughs> in comparison. Or he misses again, but the Orioles keep him around to give something, uh, give fans something to cheer for in future years. I mean, the latter. Okay. I mean, the underwhelming return is sort of the. I mean, look. What would you determine as underwhelming? Right, like what are you defining as underwhelming? Is it just one um, low-level prospect? I, know, I, would, I would say even the Mitch Moreland trade is underwhelming for what people believe Trey Mancini to be. Right, like people here are going to be dis. If you're not getting somebody's top prospect, okay, well in that case, people I'll trade here him. are going to be disappointed in a Trey well, Mancini. In that case, trade. I'll trade him because I think underwhelming. I think for Zach Pop, and I understand Zach Pop's a good player right now in the major leagues. He is, but. For a relief arm, right? But like, th- I don't think that's all that different than the Mitch Moreland trade. They got two prospects. They got two, but, but we don't. We have no idea. The dart like, throws, right? They're, yes, they are correct. Low ticket, low level lottery tickets. But but that's sort of Zach Pop. Yeah, you are only that the ceiling is in is is going to be low. You're saying for a reliever, you're saying right? it, like, it, it, like as you long as a, it's not as long pitcher, as it's not a reliever, sort of. I mean, like I'm trusting Elias and company, right? Like to scout and find the guy they like. I do believe that more than any regime that we've had in my life. That I think I like the chances of them finding the hidden gem. So if you're talking about adding lottery tickets, one, two, three, whatever it may be, and that's underwhelming to people, that's that's them not. No, it's that's, that's them being unwilling no, to that's, sort that's of. That's underwhelming. Like that is that is underwhelming because it can't match what Trey Mancini is. Th- and this is what I keep saying about well, this. It, it, you can trade Trey Mancini. It but can. It can. It's a long shot. It can. Like it's it, you are asking them to say well you're asking them to, to find system. somebody else's Trey Mancini someone that was in the system that I mean, there's a lot was of thought of have, but never there's a lot of teams that have depth at certain positions in the minors right like yes and to some so extent. if you have three top prospects at shortstop and another guy who's but looking this is, pretty good and getting better and you're more, you know, it's the notion of parting with a guy like that is easier. I understand that, but you're talking about something that's so r- remarkably specific that. But there it's, is, it's there sort are of unfair to the, like that where somebody might be blocked at the majors. There's also right, guys but, down but below. But you're trying to get the, really specific in a broad question. I'm still. I'm. I'm not. I'm not giving you that. It's that. Look, the All Star Game doesn't. I. I of course would love for Trey Mancini to experience that, but. It's not going to sway me necessarily. Um, you know, I get the emotion here. I love him. He's a great dude, like one of the best in our community. Mm-hmm. And he's a good baseball player. He is. But I'm sort of, if it was a one-for-one deal for Trey Mancini, I'd be underwhelmed. Let's put it that way. I don't want to just do, you know, trade him for a lottery ticket and call it a day. I would need there to be like a handful, maybe like two to three of guys. I, I think you're asking for a lot. I, I think I think that you're 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 trying to swing it so that underwhelming is favorable to you, and that's not. You're, you can't. Well, then do if that. it's one guy, then no, I won't. We'll keep. Well, it. I mean, I think there's a chance that Mitch Moreland was two. Right. Right, and I'm willing to give you Mitch Moreland. Um, you know, it's. 
By the way, and opinions have varied on this. I, you know, m- most opinions are that's probably about as what you, as good as you can do. But like Kevin Goldstein, for example, last week said, I think you could maybe do a little bit better than that. I mean, I'm just like, sort of in the place where not overselling it, not trying to suggest again that you can get a a a a quality prospect. But he was like, I think you could probably still do a bit better than the Red Sox did for Mitch Moreland. Now, I get it. You're saying that you think the player is more valuable at this point than than Mitch Moreland yeah. was. But I still struggle with the need. I am of the opinion. Once upon a time, Michael Elias's front office pried away Josh Hader, a guy okay. who was not much thought of, an 18th ranked prospect in the Royal system, noted as having potential, but far away, far, far away right. from being a contributor. I get that. So they're not going to make a trade without there being the upside they're looking for. I don't believe this front office would go and trade Trey Mancini for two relievers. Well, okay, but they also could, I don't think it's going to be for two relievers, but they could also identify two. In fairness, Josh Hader was a reliever. I let's, understand. Let's be fair but about that. But he was a starter at the time. I understand that, but as it turns out, he's a reliever. But that's no, my he's a really point good one. about I relievers and starters. You have I, a starter that can turn into a reliever. I, underst- you have that I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is the notion that, that you know, the guy that they say, we just really like this guy, means, well, if they like him, he's definitely going to be really good. I, I'm not, I'm no, not, I'm not, not there what I'm with saying. that. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But I have more faith in this scouting department and developmental department than I ever had in my life for an Orioles fan. Chris, easiest question you've ever asked. Wow. Keep him. Uh, KZ, keep him, period, unless you get a King's Ransom. Well, you're not getting that. Paul from Obilando, keep him. He wants to be here. He's an inspiring story in an otherwise uninspiring season. I was leaning towards the trade if it hadn't been underwhelming. Lou, I personally would rather he skip the game and stay in an Orioles uniform. Sam Angels, since this is all hypothetical and since there is no way on earth that he misses it this year in reality, assuming he is healthy. I don't know where that's true. Memes and Mullins are both as deserving. Well, but somebody would say that Major League Baseball would smartly make sure that Trey Mancini is an all-star because the story is so good. You think it helps your television show, and that's really all that this is about, right? And because of that, I'm inclined to agree with Sam that I think baseball is going to go out of their way to try to, if... If whenever you know the manager announces like Mr. What it, Mr. Manager, who is it? Who it was um, the Rays manager? If whenever the Rays, yeah, Kevin Cash. I, I do know who that is. I'm just when Kevin Cash announces who's going to be on the team this year, if he leaves Trey Mancini off of it, the Major League Baseball is going to step in and say, hey, "Guy, yeah. the next guy that bows out, we're replacing him with Trey Mancini. We're making sure that Trey Mancini goes to the All Star game because it's too important for the TV show that we're trying to put on." So I I do think there's something to say for that. I don't I don't think what he's saying is crazy, but I don't I don't think it's a guarantee either, right? Like I think there is some scenario by which I don't know the wrong guy. Dry, Kevin Cash says, "Look, man, I just need a I need a pitcher more than I need a mm-hmm. a, a first baseman. I think my team might have a chance, and so I want to go try to win the game and." I got other guy, other things I need to fill out, so I'll take Means. Maybe I'll take Mullins doing, as well. That's doing great I, right I don't. Now, I, yeah. Honest, God, don't even. I'm not even. I haven't even thought about All Star voting in any way. It hasn't. It hasn't come across my my mind in any any form or fashion. Um, and from from John Proctor, uh, Trey deserves the recognition. Can't wish him here for selfish reasons. Hopefully, he gets the All Star game and can good. stay in town. Yeah, Jose Abreu is quite good. He's <laughs> quite good. There's no doubt about that. 
Shohei um, Otani's not a first baseman. He's not a first baseman, but he, he can be whatever he wants he in the All-Star game. They can let him do whatever he wants to he's do. He's not going to make it. No, I think he's going to be in, <laughs> Kyle. I think that Shohei Otani will make the All-Star game. All right, uh, continue to get me your responses for those, and we'll get to number three a little bit later on. When we come back in, Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish, will check in with us. Today's show brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One, full synthetic motor oil, helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program brought to you by Glory Days Grill. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil backbone and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialist. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash the bat around or at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports sports and social maryland is bringing the ultimate fan experience to you at live casino and hotel they take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100 foot media wall 47 foot big screen 40 hd tvs extensive beer selection big eats in-venue gaming bowling and more the perfect destination for sports enthusiasts and fun seekers they're raising the sports bar at sports and social maryland come see for yourself Book your table at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. It takes time to get rich, flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of Colombia and Brazil to Royal Farms. But less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world. Because Royal Farms' new Swiss-made coffee machines grind those rich, flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time. It's why Royal Farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but Alright, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. K&S Automotive in Hamden has been restoring, repairing, and maintaining foreign and domestic vehicles. The focus on exceptional workmanship and quality customer service for over 40 years. And that's everything from oil changes to major body work. Give them a call right now, 410-235-6660. Go to knsimports.com. That's K&S Automotive. KNSimports.com. Continue to get me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Some, someone's winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. We good to go? Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, good to go. Been here waiting. Oh yeah, have you? I'm sure you got a lot of important things today too that we're keeping. You I got from. my. At least I got a winning shirt on today. What do you? What do you? I, I can't see you, unfortunately. What are you wearing? Oh, uh, I got my University of Denver shirt on. <laughs> How is that a winning shirt? They lost to Loyola. What, uh, what, what makes that a winning shirt? Well, they won before. They have previously won a national championship. Yes, that did occur once. Uh, other school, Loyola won a national championship too. I don't, I don't get this bit that you're doing, pal. Right here, baby, University of Denver, the right. Pioneers. You got, you got nothing. You tapped it's out. It's my dad's name, you dummy. Well, I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. What? Say that again. My dad. My dad's first name was Denver. And that's why you have the shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't know that, Drew. How would I? How well, maybe sp- you want what, to pay more. Hang on a second. <laughs> What's my father's name? Um, I do know your father's first name. Well, I tag him a lot on Facebook, so you might have seen it at some point. Oh, I know your father's first name, Tom. You, that's correct. You do know that, and I do tag him a lot on Facebook. So that. And your kids are Gabriel and Javier. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, that my wife's kids are. I don't know. <laughs> Let's be fair. We don't know for sure that they're my kids. So we don't know that at all. Uh, what's going on in your world? You're going to go try to uh, – so what are you trying to qualify for next week? Next Monday, the U.S. Senior Open. So so this is the real one. This isn't like an am- – this is the real U.S. Senior Open. Yeah, yeah. This is by far the m- most difficult event for any senior to get in. Do you have any chance at all? Yeah, but it would, ha- it would require I- – I don't even know how many spots are available. I haven't looked at the – sheet i i would assume there are at least two or three spots there are probably 80 guys in the field i'm gonna guess it's gonna take six under to get in but but some of that depends on the weather well, where is it it's at argyle country club down in silver spring is that hard i don't i don't, I don't um i played there two years ago i don't think i played last year oh i didn't because there wasn't an event last year. Yeah. A few yeah. years ago, I played there, and I think I shot either one over or two over, um, which left me in the middle of the pack. Of course, they named it after the uh, limo driver from Die Hard. Uh, it's a country club that they named Argyle because of that. Um, uh, like, like it, it, you came close to making something in recent years, right? I came close to making the U.S. Senior Open in Philadelphia. Um, 
and in fact, you were an me, alternate, right? Me and another guy watched the last two groups on alternate greens. One to our left was the 18th green. One to our right was the ninth green. A player in each group made a birdie on that hole as me and another guy who were watching watched him, both of those guys, eliminate us. Wow. 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 The boy. last group of the day. Okay. Did you did you think at all about, like, you know, if, if, if I shot off a firework or something right now, did you think at all about, like, what Joe Flacco was thinking about at the end of the Super Bowl? No, not then, but I have thought about it since. since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? You're like, why didn't I just – like and by the way, when when Joe brought that up, I think you know we all kind of had to think about it. Like, what would have happened in that moment? I felt like doing the old Caddyshack thing, you know. Hey, Smells, a thousand <laughs> bucks since you missed that putt. Right, right. but like, I didn't do it at the time. Yeah, it would have been. It would have probably been bad form. What? Okay, now what? How that? How would yeah, that have gone? Kicked you out? Yeah. Would they? Would they have not given you the spot in the Senior Open, or would they have been like? Would they have just sort of thumbed their nose at you? Because they probably do that anyway, don't they? I would say that if literally, if if you would do that in a tournament and you were to yell while a guy was getting ready to play, and it and and it were and it was you that it impacted, I do think there's a chance they would disqualify. Okay. All right. And and maybe you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't be the golf coach at Calvert Hall any longer either, probably. Um, if it trickled back that far, Lou would not be happy. Yeah, I would think. By the that, way, yeah. they just made a great Yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary Neal, of course, now the basketball coach at Calvert Hall. Very cool. It's a yeah, very that, cool. That's a great hire for them. Uh, I think it's tremendous, and yeah. um, I think it's a cool thing. It's a cool – it's just like a neat local story, man. You know, like yeah, I'm – I mean, it might take them – you know, there's some really, really good teams in the A Conference, and it is all about the players. Coach helps, but it's about the players. They, it might take him a couple of years to, you know, resuscitate it, but he's the right guy for the job. Sure, absolutely. I, I'm really excited for him. I, and, and, I think and, the last two hires they've made there, the football coach and the basketball coach, are both really good hires. And I would, I would add on, I assume that he is thinking about bigger coaching jobs based on conversations I've had with him. And so I think he was going to take this really seriously to try to succeed even if it's in the short term to, to try to get bigger jobs that he wants to get in the future. So, yeah, I, I would um, agree with that. I mean, I don't, I haven't had a conversation with him. I saw all the press stuff come out. I, I truth, truth be told, I, I kind of knew, or at least had a really strong suspicion he was going to be the guy, but I, I'm, you know, right. Correct. Correct. You can't say that publicly. You, you can't do that. Um, right now. But I, I kind of knew he was, I knew he was in the hunt and I knew, just from some things I'd heard that they really liked the presentation he made. And I just felt like he has too many of the dots or the boxes checked off to not take him. That said, um, you know, I think there are some guys who love being high school coaches mm -hmm. and college or some other level might not be a good fit for them. And, you know, I'm not comparing high school golf coaching to high school basketball coaching because they're to totally different animals. I, I probably wouldn't be that excited about an opportunity to coach in college. Um, there are some things about college golf coaching that I do like. I like the fact that you have two seasons instead of one. You know, the fall season counts. It's not nearly as important as the spring season, but you do have two seasons. I do like that. I do like the fact that you, you probably do more on-course coaching 
with college kids because they come to you already, um, you know, they come to you already qualified to play at that level. Mm -hmm. But I really, really enjoy high school golf coaching because I think it presents an opportunity for you to, to really build some golf traits in these kids that hopefully they take with them for a lifetime. Um, basketball, I'm guessing is kind of similar, but the majority of the kids that play at the high school level are already qualified and golf is a little bit of a different challenge because it's not that way. So I do think, you know, high school basketball coach, most of them would look to make this a stepping stone to whatever, whether or not that's Goucher first or Mount St. Mary. I don't, I don't or, even know. Or a, or a, or a high-level assistant job. They take nothing away yeah, from yeah, Towson. Yeah, sure. But, like, if, if that – I think the future at Towson – I mean, I don't know this, but right. I know Pat well enough to know. You know, Pat Scary is constantly in the market for high-quality assistants. I think Gary could have stayed there forever. Right, right. But I, I think this is – if this can get you a job at Marquette, you know, right. like, if, if this – if you start having talented players – and there's, it appears as though you can can be a Baltimore pipeline for someone. By the way, right now, Mark Turgeon, after he made his most recent hire when Bino left, doesn't have a Baltimore guy on his staff right. at the moment. Right. And I don't know if Mark Turgeon's going to be at Maryland for another five years, but let's just say he is, and two years down the line, he realizes, I'm missing out on these Baltimore kids again because I, I just don't have a Baltimore guy on the staff, and Gary Neal, is, it's evident that he is that guy that's the type of move that you can make right like they can look at someone like that and say you have a connection to a recruiting area that matters a lot to us would you come in here and do something like that I think that's the type of jump that you try to make I to your point I absolutely think he could have stayed at Towson and that's this is not a knock on Towson it's a if you can go to a high major you know how much money Danny Manning is going to get to be an assistant coach at Maryland this season half a million dollars something like that I mean it's it's less than less than Peyton for sitting around thank you appreciate that yeah yeah nailed it how much they get right like he gets four or five hundred thousand dollars a year um I guess the one thing I would say too about Gary from a high school standpoint is I do know part of the equation and part of the presentation he made that was um well received there is he is a massive history buff he has a degree and a master's degree in teaching history and he's going to teach at calvert hall that's neat and i know i know for him teaching it was an important component in his presentation that he wants to teach and not just be air quotes just be the basketball coach that's neat that's neat story yeah 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 i mean i i you know people always say to me like you teach at calvert hall and of course i say no and there's a good and a bad to that. Yeah, I, he's asked. He's asked. They've said we're good. We're yeah, good. right. We're good. <laughs> hey, you got anybody to teach? You got anybody to teach a golf class? Yeah. Or Bruce Springsteen. Um, but no, there's a good and, and a bad. wine. Just like yeah, right. I could, I could right. teach him how to pick out a nice wine. If you want to start a right. Sommelier program, right, right, right. <laughs> Calvert Hall. I mean, good and a bad to that, right? Like I don't get the opportunity to be around my kids from September until February. Not that I'm forbidden from it in terms of the rules but you know if i were teaching there i would see those kids every single day sure, right i would have right. a different relationship with them now i'm just their golf coach in the golf season i think that bodes well for me because i am not predisposed in any way to treat them with any sort of favoritism academically and some coaches might be pressed to look the other way on something because they no, I need, get it. I get it. You know, right. I mean, yeah. it, it would be, it, like, think of it like this. 
Think of it as if Turgeon were to coach at, I mean, to teach at College Park. And the pressure there no. when a kid, you know, when when um, Diamond Stone doesn't show up for class right. for three weeks, Correct. like, hey, hey buddy. I, I got to keep him eligible, right? I can't not right. have him play on, on so Saturday. I, I like, there are positives and negatives to, to not being on the teaching staff there. But, you know, I think anyone would tell you if you had your brothers, you would like to teach. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Garrett, if you I had, Garrett, I think he is a great, great fit. If you had to teach one class, if they were like, Drew, you got to teach, but what do you think is the best fit here that we offer? What's the one that you would not mess up the most? Um, I think I'll take the fifth one. Now, um, <laughs> I, I, I would say that there are some leadership courses there that I probably would be able to teach. And, and cause I'm not real. I don't, I guess I do have a strength somewhat in English. Maybe that would be the one thing I would teach, but like, I don't have a strength in any of those other boy math. I'd be taking the class. <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. I, I would be, they would be saying to me, coach, how come you're in our algebra one class? I'm, I'm like, really starting to struggle with that. With like, they Graham, changed math. Hang now. on. Graham's only six. Oh, oh, and there's wait a, until wait until he's in third grade. Right. And he comes home and you say, Go ask your mother. Correct. Well, I don't know if that's going to be <laughs> happening either. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Lucy came home with third grade math, and I said to her, sweetie, I can't help you. Right. Oh, I think there's going to be a lot I, of that. I, I felt bad about myself a lot in my life, not as much as you, but yeah. I have. Oh, well, I don't know. You know what you mean by well, that exactly. <laughs> one of the worst feelings you'll ever get in your life, ever, is when your eight-year-old daughter comes home and you say to her, I can't help you with your math. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing right. more than that. I know. I Didn't they change math? Didn't they like change well, yeah, how like, you do it? It's the Common Core thing, right? Well, but you're you're you. She's in a private school. Do they do that there? They do all kinds of crazy stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah, all right, like, fair, enough, fair enough. I think I learned yeah. like multiplying fractions in third grade. I, if you say so, I I, I can. I think I can do that. Gary Neal will be a great hire. Drew Forrester, Drewsmorningdish.com is with us. So I spoke briefly about. Um, but first of all, and, and I want to separate two things. I want to talk about the soccer thing, but I want to say it this way: What I said on Monday morning was for theater for a night. It was unbelievable it was absolutely just breathtaking how captivating that proved to be on sunday night and it's especially a, after the way it started oh yeah they give up a goal in the first minute right like i mean <laughs> no doubt no doubt you were like oh oh we're doing this bit again right um and so, i said something on twitter by the way and you, you you watch a lot of the games so correct me if i'm wrong we seem to give oh, up oh no doubt no doubt third or fourth game yep I never see Germany nope. or Italy or Spain or Portugal nope. ever give up that goal. Nope, it is very unique. Very unique to Los Angeles. It's the very American. American. Yeah, yeah, it's the American very way. Very unique. So anyway, go ahead. So separating, like, I'm trying to separate two things. For a night, this thing that was great theater and captivating and thrilling and at times utterly stupid. But it was it was all of it, right? Like, you couldn't take your eyes off of it, despite the fact they were playing it until, like, 12.30 in the morning for some reason. Um, it was it was incredible. But but does it actually... What from that actually matters for U.S. soccer now moving forward towards World, World Cup qualifying and 2022? Well, I would say this, and, and, and I guess only soccer people will realize this, it really matters that it was Mexico. 
if it would have if it would have been Honduras in the final, I, and I agree uh, with that, but I still don't know if I can measure that. It, it, no, it matters. It matters. They sent one of their best teams out there. Um, it, I would say that to the to the program and to those players, it mattered greatly that it was Mexico. Okay, I agree uh, with I agree with that. The way that you're saying it, I don't know if it says to me that the, I'm confident that this group of U.S. players is definitely ready to go beat programs like Mexico okay. every well, time. Well, remember, they had two guys that they didn't play the other night who were, um, sig- who, who will be significant contributors. Um, and the one boy did come in late, Adams. He didn't right. have much right. off that back injury. And then the other kid that I really like who never got in, which was really weird, um, is that Jackson Yule kid. Um, Yule okay. log, baby. Thank so, I, I, you know, I think it's safe to remember that, that they were missing a couple of key players. But um, I, I do think, and it's going to sound crazy because I joked about it, about the Wally Pip thing, I do think they're going to have an issue at goalkeeper. Well, I, I, what I'll agree with is I think they're going to they're gonna have to have them compete. I, I don't think that they're just going to come out too. tonight and say Horvath's the goalie moving no, forward. No, I don't either. But yeah. I'll bet you right now, I'll bet you a Chinese lunch, Kyle can write this in the book, I bet you that kid is the goalkeeper of record in the World Cup. Um, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. I think he's going to be the goalkeeper of record. Okay. And I'm not saying just because of what happened the other night, but I think what happened the other night will be the catalyst to right, so what's going to happen moving yeah. forward. I, I mean, I, I guess I need to know when Steph is – like, they, they have a match this week. When's Steph in playing again? Is he playing tomorrow night or is it tonight? Are they playing tonight or tomorrow night? They're playing – It might Friday be tonight. No, it might be ten- – they're playing – one of them is playing tonight and the women are playing the other night, and I don't remember which okay. one it is. Um, um, I, I think they'll split the games in the Gold Cup. I forget how many you're guaranteed <laughs> the Gold Cup. Is it three or four? Uh, you're guaranteed three, I think. Okay. Well, they'll split those, even though you can't split three, really. I guess you could. But, but you know, they'll, they'll alternate in the Gold Cup. Um, I think this kid's going to Wally Pip. Stefan. I mean, I look, I won't be stunned by it. I also don't know that it's helped Stefan. As much as everybody's trying to make a big deal about him, where he was, and winning the Champions League, he didn't play. It hadn't helped him. Yeah, it had, like, he, played mean, some of the, he played some of the run-up games, but it hasn't helped him at all. I will say this, and I'm not saying it just because of what happened the other night. I don't even know what the injury was. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, I've never really been a big fan of his. Um, I think he's a good player. I mean, I... I, I, I mean, I'm not saying, well, cl- right. clearly he's a good right. player. I, I just, but I don't I think, do. I, I don't think he's Tim Howard. <laughs> like I'm not trying. Right, like, right. Well, that would be hard to do. Yeah, I mean it's an insane I, standard. I like this other kid a lot. I, I think this other kid is legit. I have not seen enough of him. I mean, like he clearly he looked he looked great in the you know the, not just the PK save. The PK save is a one in a million. I, I almost right. can't get too worked up about making a PK right. save, right? Um, I thought he made another a couple of other nice plays. I thought he looked a little scared. At other times after he came in the other night, I so, like the McKenzie kid. I know he had a an absolute train wreck. On are you, are you saying are you saying McKenzie or McKinney? You mean Weston McKinney? McKenzie, no, the kid that gave up the first goal. Oh, got it. Uh, got I mean, it. McKenney is a great player. Yeah, and he's the heart and soul. Yeah, of the I was gonna team. say, man, like that guy. I like the I like the McKenzie kid. I know he had a disaster Sunday night. I get it. I don't think he could ever make those two mistakes. Well. The handball wasn't even a mistake. It just the ball hit his hand. Right. Um, he he acquitted himself pretty well after that initial um, right. mistake in the first minute. I right. like that kid. I 
I am not a big Ream fan. I don't really like the four-back system. I think he's got to play. I, I do believe that your best bet is to just play two guys back there and have two guys on the outside. But he, Burhalter, I wrote about him yesterday. Like Some people in town that will remain nameless, all they do is crush him every single time the U.S. plays. <laughs> Why are you afraid to say Lock and Four's name? What are you afraid of? And, it, and it, it's it's kind of a joke that he gets flamed like this in what is essential. It would be like flaming Brandon Hyde. Oh, I I don't get that. And by the way, and that's yeah, not. I mean, I'm you, not you, saying you, that I think that Brandon Hyde's the greatest manager ever. I just I have no idea how good of a manager. Right, and Brandon and Burhalter, they've really only played legitimately only played one competition that's really mattered since he took over. And it was this week. And he's got 30 players to look at to try to whittle it down to 22. And the only way to whittle it down is to play them. Like, you, 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 how are you going to judge whether or not Tim Ream can handle Mexico's speed unless you play him against Mexico That's, and figure it out? I, I agree. I, so agree. I, don't get, I don't get all the hate for Burhalter. I, 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 do, I, do I personally like the, the whole – you know, we're going to depend on defense and we're going to structure it from the back. And do I like that? Personally, not really. Right. But a lot of teams play like that. Well, and it's typically what you do when you don't have, you know, when, when you have what you have talent-wise. And they have no one. They can, they can keep throwing Josh Sargent out there all they want. Right. And that legit kid. They, they don't have anyone up front. They, they're going to, you know, they're going to try to out the door back out there again. And as weird as it sounds, and I've never been a fan of his, he might be the best one for the job, which is not saying much. No, it's not. Are they? But like, is I this... don't think the sergeant kid is the answer. I would love, love, love to be wrong on that. I don't think he's the answer. I don't think his touch is good enough. I don't think his nose for the goal is good enough. And I just don't think he's an opportunist. And I'm going to date myself. He's not an opportunist like Brian McBride was or Winalda was. You could talk all you want about how unskilled those two guys were. You know what those two kids did? They scored goals. What is the actual comparison of between this unit, this group of players, right, that are hoping to make the World Cup, and previous U.S. teams? Well, is this the most this talented by, assortment that they've had? This is by far, and it isn't even close, it is by far the best group of under 23-year-olds right. they've ever had in, in the team, ever, 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 and ain't even close. These the, the amount of talent and soccer skill that they have in this group is unparalleled. Now, what might not be... How many guys, by the way, in American soccer history are capable of doing what, what, what Pulisic did in order to draw the penalty in, in extra time? Um, is, it, is it five? Yeah, it's five, but, but the five I'm going to tell you... Well, Ramos could have been okay. close to his All right, field. maybe. Ramos, Kobe Jones, because of their speed. Yep. Um, Lassiter, maybe, in the old, old days, because he had a real good touch on the ball, and he could kind of beat a guy one-on-one -on -one in tight space. Um, maybe Ernie Stewart. You know, again, he's quick. He goes straight ahead. He, But not many. Yep. I mean, yep. you know, not many. But there, what I was going to say, the one thing about the one negative about the team is they are, they are, I wouldn't say under talented, but
but their talent level for the over 23 group isn't as good as it's been in the past. You've yeah. got Brooks, who's very talented, who's a good player. He's not a great player at all. He's a good player. Yep. Um, he's the elder statesman sort of of the group. Um, when he's healthy, I like the kid that is um, got hurt for DC United, um, Areola. I like him. Um, older, another older guy. Legette's older than 25. He's kind of useful. But that group of guys isn't nearly as good. No, there's no Clint Dempsey. The there's no right, right, right. If they had, if they had a 30 year old or 32 year old, still healthy, still fully engaged Dempsey, this team would really be dangerous. And there's no chance really? anything like that can. Oh, I, don't, I mean, they're not going to appear. I mean, Dempsey's yeah. great. I get it. But who like, would that be? is there enough time for the young talent to overcome that? Um, maybe not for this World Cup, but I think they're going to really set their eyes. Is it official that 26 is here? Uh, it's not official, no. Okay. I mean, I... Well, if if the World Cup in 2026 is wait, wait, here... Wait, wait, hang on a second. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's official that it's in... I, I thought you were asking a different question. It's official that it's here. In like, the United in, States. It's just not okay. official that it's in Baltimore is what okay. I would say. Yeah. So given that, and assuming that the regulations stay in place and the host country gets an automatic berth, which I believe is always the case, that will be the one that they're going to gear towards because they won't have to fart around with the lineup in the qualifiers. And they can really legitimately have a four-month training camp. Yeah. So I think they're going to get in for 22. They're going to qualify in 22. I don't think there is any question at all about that. Um, obviously you got to wait to see the draw because some of, some of what happens does depend on the draw. I think they're a really good bet to get through the next time in 22 to the, to the knockout stage, but, but it, it does matter who they play. So you sure, got to wait sure. a little bit, to sure. see the, sure. the draw, but, um, they the, could, the, but they, they could make noise in 2022, right? They could surprise some people, but it probably wasn't going to be a prolonged run. Right. They're not winning the World Cup in 2020. Well, they're not winning the World Cup in 2026 hey, either. We so don't know they that. Settle down. They're not, winning well, the, they're not winning the World Cup in your life. They might have the best chance in 2026. I don't know. I, 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 wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that five years before 26. Let's just leave it at that. Let's see who else they, let's right. see who else they pull up. Right. But here's the thing about 22. If Pulisic gets hurt, then they're really in trouble. Oh, sure. He's 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 there. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's. he's well, McKenny McKenny people don't want to say this. Um, I I think soccer wise, McKenny's almost as good as Pulisic. <laughs> they just play a different position. Yeah, correct. And McKenny's not as flashy, but from a soccer standpoint, that McKenny kid is really he's really good. good. There's no doubt. Is Reyna playing really well? Good. Uh, Reyna's he's one of the best American players yeah. we've ever had. Yeah. Right. Oh no, you mean McKenny? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle was asking about Gio Reyna, who I I think is played. Um, he's also very legit. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder, with no disrespect to his dad, who was a very good player. I do wonder how tough he is. Um. But honestly, I kind of wonder that a little bit about Pulisic. He seems to get nicked up a lot too. So, um. But I think Reyna's kid's going to be really good. 
for sure. All right. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. I'm, I'm, uh, I was just informed that uh, Glory Days Grill just dropped off some food for us. So real, real bummer that you didn't bother what? to come in studio today. Real bummer that uh, you passed on that. I'm so sorry. Oh so gosh. sorry, pal. But uh, you know what? Good. Uh, the backup plan is you get to play Would You Rather Wednesday with us, which is just as good as having Glory Days Grill food because by participating, you're registered to win a $25 gift card to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. So you got that going for you, which is just as nice. Uh, I'll give you this one. Would you rather uh, – well, this is a little bit different for you because you work for yourself for the most part these days. But imagine uh, you're back in corporate America and you're back at a place where uh, you have a real job. Your, your boss has offered you the chance to have paid vacation for all of July. Just know it's been a tough year. You get all of July paid vacation. But your boss is also a psychopath, and everywhere you go, indoor uh, – we, we better stop there. Well, you've, <laughs> you've, you've had a psychopath boss or two. Um, indoor, outdoor, wherever you are, you have to put up with the loudest of the cicada noises. Or the hell with it, I'll just work in the office for a month. Um, well, I would always take the paid month, but those cicadas are driving me nuts. Dude, I don't know, man. I, it's starting to get to the point where I it Maybe is, when you're it is affecting sleep. me. When you're trying, although, I don't know, it might be kind of like white noise. No, it's I've like, noticed, too, recently there, how stalkingly sort of ugly they look like i'm yeah, they're not they, pretty. I'm, i've been looking at them they they make me nervous <laughs> they look really mean you know what the weirdest bit for me is in my life my kids are afraid of every bug on the planet not cicadas not cicadas in any way i mean look they're kind of cool like it's like it's a little cool i can appreciate no. the phenomenon no, no, no. the natural phenomenon cool. it's no. still incredible right it is still incredible that every 17 years they are, are they here right they're not here otherwise but they're here i know they're here in other places and that sort is of here cool. but it's incredible that they are just gone for 16 years and then 17 pops up and we are flooded with them i can appreciate that i i mean i'm taking the month i don't know man yeah, i don't me too. I, I think that you're not really considering the impact this is going to have on your mental health like I think you kind of get used to it no at a certain point. no we've been dealing with it and it's getting worse it's getting worse at first we were like all right well you know they won't be around for forever and now you walk i will walk outside from this office and literally have to put my hands over my ears. I don't have that same reaction. Like I is, it is hell. They're not crazy over by where I am, but I know that's not where we're going to be that's, for this scenario. That's what I the know. scenario means they. When have are we to be. breaking down the U.S. Open this week or next week? Oh yeah, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of thoughts on that. Who's who's the guy that you're all hot and bothered about that uh, nobody else has heard of? I'm not telling you. Oh, who my? So far, I've done four, uh, five players. Number twelve was um, Leishman. Number eleven was Mickelson. Number ten was Streelman. Number nine was. Batia and number that's eight. That's the one. That's the one. That's okay. the one. That well, Batia is the first kid I can remember who had a full ride to Wake Forest and said, I'm good. I'll just go play my way on the tour and has played his way all the way up to every rung, except he's not on the tour yet, but he's close. Okay. Well, he's, I mean he's the legitimate of all legitimate of these phenoms. Because he didn't go do it in college, he went right from high school and started playing on the mini tours. So, he, kids really so does that good. make him better? Or? Yeah, but is he going to win the is he going to win the U.S. Open? Well, I don't know if he's going to win the U.S. Open, but I think he's he, he qualified. Well, you put him on I, your list, and I correct, and I think he could be a guy that would surprise some people there for sure. But he's one of my twelve favorites. All right, all right, you can find that at DrewsMorningDish.com. Anything else? My winner, by the way, will be a surprise. Oh, all right. All right. My predicted winner will be a surprise. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to ask me or all right, next week? Next Much week. more 
I was surprised in the way that rat think Joel Rosario rode that horse last Saturday. Ah, oh, who'd you who'd you have? I had um, Rock Your World. Ah, ah. You know, and old Joel rocked it all right for yeah. about a half a mile. You know, then he went in a tank. You know, it was heartbreaking for me. I utterly forgot to put my bed in, and I one thousand. Did we have Rick last week? We did. You weren't here. I'm aware. Yeah, I wasn't here. You we weren't here. I one thousand percent forgot to put my bed in, and I I had said to my wife earlier today, I'm like, we're putting money on essential quality. So, I felt really good about I, that. I didn't forget, but I wish I would have. Yeah, it would have been better for you. All right, at uh, it's a hooded four iron on Twitter. Drew'sMorningDish.com. Thank you, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, go O's. Yeah, yeah. you know what? No doubt. Drew Forrester, Drew's Morning Dish. Uh, appreciate him joining us, as always, on Wednesdays. Come on in, Julie Sawyer. You brought us a gift. and Oh, that's a gift that I like a whole lot. Yeah. What did uh, what, uh, what, what, what do we got today? This is 25th anniversary of Glory Days Grill. I know that. 25th, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Glory Days Grill, and they have sent us oh, food. They sent you Oh, oh my goodness. Who doesn't goodness. enjoy glory days? And, and what? Hang on a second. Uh, right. wait, wait. Let me take a look. Yeah. It's Let me take a look. Oh, the my strip gosh. steak sandwich? It's not strip. It's, uh, oh, that's the one they were. The high end one. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I've had many a glory days oh wing in my life. Oh, my gosh. That, I mean, it's just beautiful. They're just oh beautiful. Gosh. I've spent many a night at Glory Days Grill um, just pounding wings. Oh my god! Oh my god! And what is this? Uh, is this a steak sandwich? We got a high-end might, steak sandwich here. This, this might be a gift for you, pal. This might. Be oh my goodness! New York strip steak. That's what I thought oh it was. The gosh. New York. Look at that. The New York strip steak sandwich. Look at that. Beautiful. That is a beautiful sandwich. That is a beautiful sandwich. Well, I'll enjoy a wing right now. Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'll do that. Thank you so much. I'll enjoy a wing right to now. Both Glory Days Don't and forget Julie. that Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary, and they've given thank you, you, thank you, thank you, you get the gifts for their anniversary. And that those gifts are this amazing menu, which include the smoky thigh, wi- thigh wings, the New York strip steak sandwich. Um, the Also, they have the uh, turtle cheesecake, the silver anniversary IPA, the barbecue chicken bowl with ancient grains. All of it, the double bacon and cheddar burger, double bacon and cheddar. I think I'm sure that, that sounds, sounds like a bad awful, idea. You know? yeah. yeah, it just sounds like a way I wouldn't want to spend an evening. They're all available right now for you at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. And, and they want to give you a trip to Devil's Backbone. They're hooking you up with so much great stuff. Go to glorydaysgrill.com in order to find out more. Thank you, Glory Days My Grill. Goodness. We love you so hard. And thank you. Julie, are you leaving? Oh. Okay, I was like... You're the greatest. Thank you. All right, all right. All right. Um, today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. Still to come, uh, we're going to chat with uh, Brian Billick, and uh, he's going to reflect with us on the passing of his friend Jim Fossil. So uh, we'll still do that. we got to get Tidbit, Tubular, all that before we wrap up. We're in the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio Press Box. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit, and after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Let's have Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Tweet us at Glenn Clark Radio. 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to do a um, show for a minute because I just devoured it. You know what? I know they were amazing. I mean, it was I actually... the right thing to do for us have another one? would be to have one more right here on the air. I think that's the right play in this circumstance. Uh, Glory Day's Grill dropped off. Oh, God. Or they, they sent it with our friend Julie Sawyer from Pressbox. They sent delicious Glory Wings. Kyle, blue cheese. Kyle has not dived into the... Uh, I, d- will, d- I will. Dove into the New York strip steak sandwich yet. I'm looking forward to that. But... Um, 
Which, this is a, a known commodity for me. This was not a... Like, when we had the smoky thigh wings, I didn't know what I was getting into. I know I have had so many Glory Days wings in my life. They're delicious. And there's just a joy. You know exactly what you're getting. So I'm looking at the sandwich. Uh-huh. It looks fantastic. What are we looking at? What are we... We got some New York strip, right? Uh-huh. Appears as though there is a cheese. I believe it to be a provolone, if I had to guess. It would make sense. Got some beautiful grilled onions on that mm. puppy. Mm. Peppers? No peppers. Just the onions. Just the onions. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Now, they, they dropped off some... Um, do, you need, do you need a condiment for the, of any sort? Um, what do we got here? Actually, mayo? Only hots if they have it. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it as it is. Don't, I think I'll try it in its natural state, right. you know? You do in the natural state, then. You told me about that. Polish off the swing. Sorry. Woohoo! Yeah? Mm-hmm. How's the meat? How's the meat? Tender. You know how yeah. when you have a steak sandwich sometimes, you, like, get a bite and you it's get the whole steak out? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, that's... Not that's, right now. That's what you like. Mm-hmm. That's what you like in a steak sandwich. Wow. Wow. I would seriously encourage you. This is a mitzvah. In, until... Until, look, the 25th anniversary doesn't last forever. At some point, they're going to turn 26. And while I'm sure they're going to have a menu that's going to be spectacular at 26, do not waste your opportunity to take advantage of the 25th anniversary menu at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. And again, anyone who participates in Would You Rather Wednesday this morning is registered to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. By the way, I think, I, I think I'm two weeks behind on sending out gift cards. I apologize to the last... Oh, my God. Ah! There might actually be a little sauce on here, all right? Oh, do you know what it is? Might be a little slather of mayo at the bottom there to okay. get a little bit more uh, uh, sumptuous, you know. So, like they put sumptuous. on bread specifically. Mm-hmm. It's to mm-hmm. go with the bread. We've uh, I see places mm-hmm. do that. Wow, that's good. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, this was uh, that is good. What a treat this was. I'm happy. Do we still have to do the show, or can we just uh, go? Um, we would interview. All right, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the good news. Look at how that worked out. Yeah. Look at how that worked. Good thing it wasn't Monday. I know. It would have felt really dumb. By the way, you still owe me a thank you. For yesterday, for Monday and finding a replacement? No, no, no. The, the, another thing related to this. Supposedly. Oh, I do think. I genuinely appreciate it. I, I did that for you. The, the audible. It's, it's fine. All right. All right. Um, hello. 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 Hey, don't forget the Tucker Fest is coming up June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. It is a free family fun event. You don't have to pay a thing. You don't have to get a ticket. You can just come hang out on June 27th at Jerry's and get in the cornhole tournament, uh, try to get Jeremy Kahn knocked down in the dunk tank. There, are, I think there those things. a couple of those things might have a sign-up fee in, because that's how we're raising money for the Brigance Brigade. Um, live music, definitely there's no fee for. Joey Harkham, Dave T., they're going to be there all day playing music. Uh, food trucks, vendors, this is going to be an awesome festival atmosphere. But on top of that, the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker, is going to be there. The GOAT, it's a new thing that I'm trying to see if that sticks. What does it stand for? Um, the, the goodest of all time. Hmm. Catchy. Yeah. Yep. Catchy. Yeah, I know, right? It's a really... Literary as well. And see, I don't know if it'll stick, but I feel like... No, you could even do like the GOAT emoji with that. Now, that's a crazy idea. Yeah. That's a crazy idea that mm. you got for that. Um, yeah, he'll be there. If you want to meet him and get your picture and autograph, you can. Now, that is something that you have to get a ticket for. But you can go to great8smemorabilia.com right now. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com to get your ticket to meet the greatest kicker of all time, Justin Tucker, at Tucker Fest on June 27th at Jerry's Toyota. Again, great8smemorabilia.com. 
we did have to do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule and and more somber note obviously is um, we reflect on uh, on uh, the passing of someone that um, that impacted Baltimore football um, as Brian Billick joined us to chat about Jim Fossil. You know, as we talked about a little bit on yesterday's show, we lost former Ravens offensive coordinator Jim Fossil this week and uh, a man who, of course, was very close with Coach Fossil. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Wish it wasn't about this, but appreciate, as always, Coach Brian Billick joining us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn. Um, for those that don't know, could you take me back? How did your friendship with Coach Fossil develop over the years? Well, it went back to when Jim was at uh, the University of Utah. He was the head coach, and I was at uh, Utah State. And uh, we kind of got to know each other then. Uh, and then as we progressed into the NFL, Jim went on uh, to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I obviously went on to the Minnesota Vikings. We continued our friendship, obviously, as you do in this profession. Uh, and then uh, uh, he got a head job uh, with the New York Giants, and I got one with the Baltimore Ravens and ended up uh, playing each other in uh, Super Bowl 35. So kind of a, you know, Jim was probably the, the closest friend I had in the profession. Hmm. Um, and uh, in, in, a, in a profession where, you know, you, you, you develop those kind of relationships uh, uh, because you have shared experiences. I've always said it's kind of like, you know, it's why movie stars marry other movie stars, right? Hmm. It's because they're the only ones that really know what that, that existence is about. And there's a shared experience there. And, Certainly, Jim and I had that someone I had a great respect for, and uh, it was uh, great that we were able to work together. What, what was it like before we get to him coming to Baltimore? What was that like for you two being that close in the in the lead up? I, I don't know if I've ever openly just talked about this with you. Were you guys talking much during those two weeks, or you know, you got to worry about your own teams and so friendship aside? Yeah, yeah. Normally, and it was hard because typically both Jim and I, when yeah, as you do when something happens with your team you know you call those those individuals in the that you know best and hey what do you what do you think of this and what do you what do you do in this circumstance and what do you do in that circumstance and obviously you know we really couldn't do that um which was fine i mean it was understood and and but the fact that uh, you know it was like competing against your brother there's nothing better than competing against your brother uh in those situations so it was uh it was great fun uh to to have that uh, that experience and and to share that time. And, and during the week, uh, uh, one of the only things I did outside of my other normal obligations was to do his radio show. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, which was, which was, uh, which I was happy to do, which was kind of fun, you know, to be able to, to, to help each other that way. And, and, uh, to have that kind of shared experience. Coach Brian Billick is with us here on Glenn Clark radio coach. Do you you remember like the first, you know, obviously you guys talked on the field after the game, but do you remember, like, was there an icebreaker at all in the weeks after the Super Bowl? You mean you kind of – you guys did kind of kick his butt a little bit in the game, obviously. Actually, it was uh, it was that spring. Uh, Jim had me up uh, on his boat up in a poker run uh, over in the Hudson River, and uh, which was great fun. It was the first time to, to, uh, to actually, you know, interact with one another. And obviously – you lose in that situation. It's never, it's never good, and it's something you always remember. But, uh, but because of the friendship, we were able to connect, and and uh, yeah, it was, that was a good moment for us and the families as well to get together. And then Jim would come down and do some clinics and well afterwards. So yeah, it was. Uh, but it's one of those things. Certainly, you don't go back and revisit it. It was kind of like yeah, you know, yeah. Now we're all on to our own things. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, we move on to the next thing. No, I totally understand that. 
Coach, when um when his time with the Giants uh came to an end, did did you know immediately? I'm I'm bringing uh, a gym onto my staff. I'm reaching. I'm I'm going to be the first call. I want to beat everybody out. Like, how did that all come about? Um, when that opportunity, you know, presented well, itself. Well, we were we were in transition as well. Needed some help offensively, and uh, Jim's got a great offensive mind. And uh, and I knew I didn't know what his plans were immediately. And you know, we talked obviously as you do in those circumstances, and, and then gave a little bit of time. But then said, well, what, you know, just mainly as a way to give him an opportunity to kind of stay close to it. He came down as a consultant, uh, worked with Matt Cavanaugh on the offense a little bit. Um, and it was great. I think it was a great way for him to kind of initially transition as you do when you lose a head coaching job to, okay, well, what's, what's my next step? Yeah. And so when he came in, what did he do for this team and this franchise? But first as a consultant, obviously moving into the role as offensive coordinator for a little while, but, but what did he do, um, for your team and your offense? Well, he just brought another perspective, a very veteran expect, uh, perspective, had a great offensive mind. I think he was a great touchstone for Matt Cavanaugh and the quarterbacks just to kind of run things through, uh, so to speak. And, and what do you think of this? And as you do in that consulting uh, position, same way when I had uh, 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 Vic Fangio come in, you know, somebody with that level of experience, it's just a great another voice, you know, to, 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 for you to be able to deal with. And, and I think he was a great touchstone for us. Coach, what did it do? You know, I know you've talked a lot about the difficulty of of having to move on from someone who's a friend and to make, you know, decisions like this. It's a business, but it, it's still, you know, there are personal relationships there. Um, how tough was that for you in 06? And, tough. And, and did thing it, did, I ever had to do. Did it impact yeah, your relationship I mean, at all? Well, sure it does to a degree. Remember, I had a son, John, on the staff as well, who's an outstanding coach. Yep. Uh, I always told Jim, jokingly, best thing that I ever did when I hired you, we brought John along. Uh, he's a special teams coordinator for Dallas. We'll be a head coach one day. Just an outstanding young man, outstanding coach. Uh, and uh, uh, it was tough, you know. And, it, yeah, it, 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 of course, it changed the relationship. Jim and I were able to interact much after that. <laughs> but I always appre- <coughs> excuse me, I always appreciated John. Uh, and, and I'm not going to go into the circumstances and everything that transpired. But uh, I really appreciated that when I had to make that very difficult decision, John came to me, and I knew it would be very tough on him, and basically said, Coach, I understand totally, and, and, and you, you, you had to do this, and it's, it was the right thing for the team. So I always appreciated him doing that because he had that, you know, he was looking beyond his own personal circumstance. What, what should people know about um, Jim Fossil that, that, that only know him in here as a guy that was here for a little bit, that, that don't know more about Jim Fossil, the human being? What, what do you think they should know, Coach? Uh, Jim was a good man. He had a great mind for the game. Uh, he uh, uh, was very quick to smile. Uh, and and it, was, it was just a good man, just a good man, someone that, uh, that you could trust and uh, um, had a good, like I said, was just, and was just a ball coach, just – you know, wanted to be a ball coach. That's what he wanted to be. If he weren't doing it at the pro level, as he did, he went back to the other levels. He was helping his son, helping John along. At the end of the day, he was just going to be a ball coach, and and that's the kind of guy Jim was. You, um, coach, you you know, you mentioned all the things that he did and your relationship with him. What do you think his biggest impact on the game of football was? Well, you know, it's hard to say. You know, you have to look you look back. I think he did such a great job with the Giants. Uh, he was one that was always kind of pushing the edge and, and going on and seeing what the next thing was, uh, always stepping up to the responsibility. And like I said, at the end of the day, 
he was just a ball coach. And whether it was pro, college, or high school, he was just going to coach ball and, and, and work with young people and uh, everything that a coach should be. Coach Brian Billick with us here on Glenn Clark Radio, again reflecting on the life of Jim Fossil, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 71. Um, Coach, if I could, you know, there's there's a lot of reactions. The Ravens don't end up being the team that comes away with Julio Jones. I, I, I'm stunned by how many wide receivers have been available the last two years at fairly reasonable prices. We all saw what Stephon Diggs did for the Buffalo Bills and, and DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't get into the playoffs, but the Cardinals look like a completely different team with him. Uh, I know Julio's older than those guys are, but he's, only, he's, he's 32. He's not 37. Um, are you surprised at all by how – the, the landscape seems to have changed with veteran wide receivers. Well, uh, yeah, and it's always a tough call because when you make that transition, you know, whether it's from a number two to a number one, are you truly going to be that number one? In the case of a Julio Jones, a dynamic player. Uh, but, but what, you know, what's his physical circumstance? Is it going to be a right fit for the, for the Ravens? You know, I can see where there's some frustration and people want – always want more and, and, and to get players like that, but it's got to be a good fit. It's got to be in today's game. It's got to be at the right dollar figure. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Ravens are okay. Again, keep in mind what their primary, they're going to run the ball. No doubt. And yeah, it's good, great to have uh, a high, get a high end receiver in there and, and, and an impact, but I think they've got a good balance to the receiver position. And uh, I don't think, uh, you know, like they said, you, you, you always look to add talent. And they certainly did with their first round pick. But um, I, don't, I, I don't think they're depleted at wide receiver position, and I think they've got a good mix for what it is they're going to do. Anything in particular that does concern you about them? You know, in, in, the stand, in the standard of them wanting to compete with the Chiefs and the Titans and the Bills and the top teams in the AFC, anything in particular that concerns you in looking at the roster? Well, like everybody, I mean, everybody's got things that they want to address. I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, they need to come up with that edge rusher, that dominant guy that dictates protection, as brilliant as they've been on the defensive side and the pressures they bring and the difficulties they present for teams, you know, uh, and they had it when they had Terrell Suggs and the Orioles looking for the balance for Terrell. Uh, right now, they, they, they don't, at least at this point, don't seem to have that guy that when you go in as an offensive coordinator and say, okay, we've got to account for this guy on every every snap protection-wise, and I know they'd like to come up with that. Uh, I mean, it, it would be obviously ideal to have. It's, you know, you know a thing or two. It's, it's nice to have that one guy that you can constantly count on. Obviously, they have been able to scheme pressure over the years, and that's worked out all right for them, but it, it ain't easy, right? It's not the type exactly of thing right. that you I can just – Nope, no question about it. Coach, what's going on with you? Uh, do we know about are, – are, are you back doing games uh, now that like – Nope, the, nope. just, uh, just uh, uh, hanging out. I'm up in Minnesota at the lake house right now doing some fishing and actually uh, took up some golf, which is driving me nuts I was like gonna, uh, it does everybody else, which is great fun. So, no, just hanging out, enjoying my grandkids and uh, – uh, enjoying life. Doesn't seem like a bad way to spend some time, Coach. Doesn't seem like a bad way to spend some time when you get it. At Coach Billick, of course, is how you follow him as always. Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time Glad for us this morning. Thanks so much. Already. Brian Billick, of course, obviously the uh, Ravens Super Bowl 35 championship coach and uh, very close with Jim Fossil, as he detailed um, in, in the lead up to them both becoming NFL head coaches and the irony, the irony of the two, the Ravens' two Super Bowl matchups, right? Like, um, Brian Billick and his best friend in, in the entire profession, and then obviously brothers. Yes, brothers. I mean, like literally brothers. Um, you know, pretty kind of cr- crazy how those two things have worked out over the so years. So, what's the but, matchup now? We got. Yeah, be. I don't know what there. Could, I mean, I guess Andy Reid would be, but that can't be a Super Bowl because he's yeah. in the AFC too. 
I mean, maybe Andy Reid takes a job in in Dallas in three years, and that that would be that type of yeah. of fascinating matchup as well. Is there a is there I mean, David Culley's a Ravens assistant, but, but he's in Houston, so. and it would so yeah. I mean, there's a million reasons. I also don't know that they were extraordinarily close. He and John. I mean, they were close. I'm not right, trying to, right. but they. I don't know. I don't think it's like that. There might not be a parallel out there right now. Yep. Um, but appreciate uh, Coach Billick taking some time for us this morning. Uh, tonight, Stan the Fan Charles and Gary Stein are going to do a very special show, sort of taking a look ahead at the BMW Championship. Uh, Stan and Gary talking with newsmakers in the world of sports every Wednesday night on Facebook Live. If you miss Stan and Jack Voigt talking baseball on Monday night, the former Oriole, you can find that at facebook.com slash pressboxsports by clicking on the videos tab or by going to pressboxonline.com today. As always, Stan shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. You can get a free analysis. You okay? Caught it. All right. You can get a free analysis by calling 410-401-9797 or by going to c3america.com. Uh, Dan says... You know what they say. Mm, what, do they, what do they say? Don't be named Dan because Dan oh, yeah. rhymes <laughs> with man. They do say that, actually. <laughs> and men yep. are blanks. Yep. <laughs> wow. Wow. Don't be... God. Wow, I had not thought of that uh, in in any capacity for some sir, for some time. Wow, well, I have a useless did you, memory. Did you, one. did you watch that recently? No, I have a useless memory, utterly useless. I mean, okay, you're welcome. I, I have not some French toast. <laughs> I probably said that. I mean, for a decade after Forty Year Old Version came I'm out, hungry. I'm French toast. <laughs> God, I hope, you, I hope you got a big trunk. I'm going to put my bike in it. Um, anyway, that was a thing that occurred. Uh, Dan wants to know, Glenn, uh, is the is the Chandler Jones conversation actually based on anything? Well, they've said that they're entertaining offers. Sort no, of like ha- I don't think they, they have. Haven't. No, it's not just that there's way. speculation. It, no, that there was two things that occurred. I, I made this very clear. I I, on Sunday... Got a text from someone within football, and I don't want to say anything more than that. Just someone within football that John said, Madden. thank you. Know you're bummed about Julio Jones. How would you feel about Chandler Jones? And I was like, what the F? And so I messaged back, like, do you know something? And he was like, no, just some just some scuttlebutt that's out there. And then I was like. More than nothing, I guess. I was like, right? all right, that's weird. But then on Monday, during Monday's show, I was trying to find this column that Lock and Fora had written about wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And... And and that I said I thought was and this is not a knock on Lock and Four. To me, he presented it too matter of factly, and did not do the response. What he should have been more critical in writing this column because he essentially was just presenting it as teams are de-emphasizing wide receiver and you know quality wide receivers are available for very little. And right. and he's he's right. Like that's happening. But not but, for. But on the flip side is the stuff that I was fl- you know flying off the handle about, which is. Missing from this column was, but my God, how stupid was everyone for not being willing to give up a first-round pick for Stefan Diggs, who, again, legitimately changed the history of a franchise. And I, I lost my mind talking about that. And as I was searching for this column, I was like, I went to see, I searched CBS Sports Jason Lockenfor to get the page that lists all of his columns so I could find yeah. it. 
And apparently, two columns after this one, he wrote something hypothesizing about the Chandler Jones situation. I was like, well, this is interesting yeah. because I got this text Smoke on and Sunday, that, right? and then there's this thing, too. Yeah. Doesn't now, mean that it's going to happen. I have doesn't not, mean that they're serious about doing it. It just there means are, that there's There are little inklings of things like him not being at, at practices during minicamp. Again, they're voluntary. I don't know if Chandler Jones would go to minicamp practices in a normal year. I don't know. Just so happens to be that it's contract year coming up and he's not going to practices. And there's just these little things that are out there that make people wonder. Now, there's plenty of argument and reason for him to not be on the market, as has been presented to me by the Arizona people in my life. I talked about that earlier in the show. There are people in Arizona who say, Glenn, this is insane. They're the team that went out and got J.J. Watt. They traded all this for DeAndre Hopkins. Not much, actually. They traded for DeAndre Hopkins a year ago. Cliff Kingsbury has not made the playoffs yet. And you get it three years in without making the playoffs, you're in a lot of trouble. They've got to win this year. There's no world in which they're giving up on Chandler Jones. Logical. And I, I, I get that. It's, it's The conversation is still more complicated than that, as we talked about earlier on today, that there's still a front office that has to do the right thing. At some point, does Chandler Jones say, no, I'm not showing up at all. I'm not showing up for mandatory stuff. I'm not showing up for training camp. I'm not doing any of that because you guys won't give me a new deal. Does it become a problem at some point? I don't know. That's the reason why it's come up. I'm not. We're not going to treat the Chandler Jones topic the way we treated the Julio Jones topic. I want to make that very like, clear. I'm not banging on tables saying you need to go get him or that well, it I mean, makes I, the most sense. Like it's if, not. If Chandler Jones was really on the market and could I don't be had think a, it's as. Let's put it this way. No, it's not as slam dunk to me as Julio. It Jones. doesn't immediately alter. It does a little bit, but with Julio. What we've been screaming about, right? The need for outside talent, the need for space to be created on how defenses play you. That's a problem, right? That's a problem for the Ravens that they need to prove isn't going to be one, I right? Agree. Now they need to prove that but they, they are also, going to create that space. They also think I they, get it. It's still a problem. They don't have a dominant edge rusher, we correct. think, right? But they don't think it's as big of a problem. They Well, you say that. They still spent a first-round pick on an edge rusher. They did, I mean, it's it's not as if they— I know. They're not They're not, not trying. Right. But they did acquire Unique Ngakwe a year ago. They gave up a, a real price in order to get him. Sure. Like, let's not let's it's not, not, not a problem, but I still— Man, I know it's just us feeling like wide receiver is a bigger problem because we care about wide receiver more. They it's might a think little edge bit that, right? more, I, right? I don't like, know. I don't and know. by the way, everybody you talk to, Brian Billick just said, if, if I think there's rusher, one yeah. issue, it's not wide receiver. I think it's edge rusher, right? Like um, when we had Femi on last week, he said the same thing. Like that. Yeah, I remember that. Right? Yeah, of course you. <laughs> know that. Um, there are a lot of people that would say that's wide receiver wasn't their biggest problem. It's just that we think that Julio Jones is such a slam dunk. It just makes that too you, much sense. You go right. get Julio Jones, right? We don't know if Chandler Jones is a slam dunk because we have evidence a year ago of them not being able to put an edge rusher in and just make it work seamlessly. And then on top of that, you're dealing with someone, I, I think most people would say a bicep injury that, caused, that, that needed required surgery more significant than a hamstring injury that some people think if the Falcons season had mattered mm -hmm. later on, Julio could have played through. Yeah. He just didn't because the games didn't matter. Granted, I don't know that a bicep's... It might, might prefer a bicep to a leg, right? Like, no, there's no doubt. It's, right. it's not a knee. Let's right. make that very clear. It's not a knee. I'm not saying that it's something that th it wouldn't scare me off um, of, of doing it, but it's all relevant, obviously. It's all out there, and I, I don't know. It, it, do I think it's a slam dunk? No, but am I intrigued? If 
if I wouldn't be upset. I would not be upset steps, if it came to be at second and third. I wouldn't be If we take two steps arms. forward, I don't think that would be the. I don't think that I don't would be either, the price. But if it did end up being it, like I, I like the player, right? I like I, the player. I like the player. If they did that, you would think they were super confident about where he sure. is health wise. I don't know, um, but if if I'm not, what I'm saying is on this show we carve basically time out of every day to talk about Julio Jones because it was that significant and that we knew it was happening. We knew it made all the sense in the world for the Ravens. Correct. I don't think we're going to do that with Chandler Jones. Like, might we have a have Cardinals have a person on? on that, like, wait, what's going on here? Is, is there something real to this? Maybe. Maybe we'll do that. But I don't think we're going to take time every day to talk about Chandler Jones because I don't think that we know that it's real. Maybe a little Bertrand Berry access going on? I don't know if Bertrand knows enough about the inner workings of the Cardinals. Like, I think he's a great football a analyst. Larry Fitzgerald access going on? Yes, sure. We'll call Larry. <laughs> we'll see if we can get him. No, I think well, this is more a role for a beat writer sure. that has more... They're harder to book. Oh, I know. They're very tough, very <laughs> difficult to get. And I love Burt Barry. Don't get me wrong. I, I have Burt Barry on He's any of the day guy. of the week. And if we get to a point where Chandler Jones is is yeah, practically, sure. then then yeah, we'll definitely mm-hmm. have Burt on at that point. Um, but more in the uh, – we, we happen to know his brother. We could probably reach out to him at some point. Um, but in the meantime, uh, no, we will not – this will not become something that overwhelms us. This was fodder for Would You Rather Wednesday because I don't know if you paid attention – we had probably done a Julio-related Would You Rather Wednesday every week for two months. I'll still so take Julio from the second. I would still do that, too. I'm with you on that. All right. By the uh, way, that sandwich keeps getting better. I mean, like, the bottom part, you yeah. know how you, like, some sandwiches, some steak sandwiches can be a little dry? Yep. No, 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 no. The bottom, like, I mean, like, when you get to the part with all the cheese at the bottom, yeah, a little bit of, yeah. it's like, oh, like melt in your mouth. Well, it's that delicious. Is, that is a wonderful way it to describe delicious. a steak. This is the New York Strip Steak Sandwich, Indeed. which is available right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. This is better than... Most people's like you Why don't know. You how hold it up. Why don't you hold it up to the uh, the old uh, the camera there? And let people see. Yeah, yeah. cheese me, steaks. No, show, show it to me really quick. No, the, that side of it, that view. Oh, there's a lot going on in there. There is. There's a lot going on in that sandwich. There is. And it's the bread's uh, delicious. The bread. See, you like, quality, a little, you like a little. I like. Look, the bread's not. If I have my druthers, you like right, a little, I like a little crunch little, to your bread. I like it to be, you know, like a nice. See, this is more. If, if I were of, to be eating bread, this would be more it. up my alley. I want it to melt with everything else. Sure, this is that. Um, yeah, it's a. It's. I think Baltimore has a cheesesteak problem, right? Like, there's not enough good cheesesteaks. There's not a place that I'm Disagree like, oh, this is them. a great cheesesteak. This is better than the cheesesteaks around here, by far. Very good. Very good. That's what you can get at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill right now. All right. Tidbit is brought to you today by Window Nation. What you can get from Window Nation is a phenomenal offer. 50% off all windows. All windows, 50% off. Plus, plus, pay nothing. Zero. Nada. For two Full years, no payments, no interest for 24 months. 866 nation or windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Tiered bit of the day, of right, course. So, so, so I was a little nervous a minute ago when Schwartzman won the second set. Then five, I was well, and once more. Nadal won the third set, I was like, all right, we're good. But yeah, this yeah. is this is where you remember what you're dealing with is Rafael Nadal's up five, five love in the fourth set. So. The Orioles yesterday won 10-3. We love to see it. By the way, the Norfolk Tides, they won 4-3. Oh, it was an organizational sweep, Louis wasn't Bay it? Bay Sox, 12-0. Pretty yeah. good. Every Ironbirds, 10-1. And the Delmarva Shorebirds, 3-2. Love all of it. Love it. Of course, the Orioles in the last two games have done a bit of hitting. And, unless, of course, that's what prevents the Orioles yeah, from getting right. the number one pick next year, in which case, damn it. 37 hits for the O's in the last two games. That's decent. 28 runs for the O's. In the last two games. Also decent. Cedric Mullins, 11 for his last 13 
Is that decent? I, I think that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I guess so. Of course, with 28 runs being scored in the past two, that means they scored at least eight runs in each of those games. That actually marks the eighth time this season during which the O's put up eight or more runs in a game. You I might say, that. that seems kind of arbitrary. Why does that matter? I don't know. Well, the Yankees have only done it four times. Ah, they suck. Ha ha. Yeah. You Last suckers. night, the Yankees scored eight. It was the first in 22 games since they did it against the Orioles on May 22nd. Ironic. Yeah. But the Orioles, better than the Yankees. You heard it here first. Oh, that's a fact. Cedric Mullins, third, third in baseball in hits. Who are ahead of him? Uh, 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 Chris Davis. No. Chris he Davis with a K. He got cut yeah. just the other day. I heard. I yeah. did hear that. Um, who's ahead of Cedric Mullins in hits? I'll say... One of these I think you might be able to get. The other one you're going to be like, who? Oh, really? <laughs> That's not a great I'll sign. tell you what. Yeah. The leader yeah. is a pirate. I don't know who plays with the Pirates anymore. It's uh, Bobby Bonilla. Nope. It's Barry Vons. Nope. Andrew McCutcheon. Yes. No. I don't know. I don't know who plays with the Pirates anymore. Is there any reason why I would have heard of this player? You'd have to be like a baseball, fantasy baseball oh, player probably. Because okay. the past two we years be he's been him. like, he was productive last year. You were like, who's this? He kept hitting and it was like, oh, okay, this guy might be kind of decent. Yeah. And he's hitting this year for sure. I mean, I'm probably not getting this. You want me to tell you? Sure. The number one with 77 hits yeah. this season, Pittsburgh Pirate Adam Frazier. Nope, wouldn't have got it. <laughs> okay, so let's work on the next one. Um, Trey Turner. No, funnier. Funnier. Not because of him, but because is of it the Winkler? Moment. Is no, it the Winkler? Because of a moment in his career that he will be irrevocably tied to. A moment in his career that he will be irrevocably tied to. I don't think it's Rugnetto Door. It's not. A moment in his career. Oh, oh, it's Castellanos, and it's the it's the, the long drive yeah. from Castellanos. <laughs> He has 76 on really? the season. Really? This How about that? Yep. How about that? I would, it would have taken me a while for me to come up with Castellanos. <laughs> I, I, just, I'm, I should be paying more attention. This is the, I, I openly admit this. When the Orioles aren't good, I am not paying nearly as much attention to the rest of baseball. I'm paying, look, I, you, know what's, you know what's a topic we haven't done anything on, and I've debated whether we should or not, and this, this is genuinely related to the Orioles. We have not done anything about the spider attack. We have not done anything about the sticky stuff. At least stuff. Garrett Cole handled it well. Yeah, oh, my God. Could, have you seen a more awkward? And I kind of get what's going on there. It's awkward. It is incredibly awkward. Because you were like, he's it's, like, look, it's unspoken among baseball that this is okay. And now well, that the but, fans are and, kind of but like. But batters talk about it. Batters say, we, want them, to, said it all we the time. want them to use something. I'd rather this than have the ball slip. Because, right, we don't want them to not have control. But it's, being, it's clear that it's gone a step further. And it's being manipulated for spin rate, right? So what's the line between what's allowed to be used and what's not allowed to be used? And when does baseball step in and say, all right, we got to do something about Is this? It like you or, need a sports scientist to come in and say, here's the difference between it for command and it for spin rate. Right, like the or, seams. Or, or like, is, is it is, the tips of your? Is, I don't know. Is baseball going to be the one to say we're going to doctor the balls ourselves? We'll we'll handle all this, and you're going to have to show you us. Use anything. You're going to have to show us touching it, during it, the game. It, and, it, every inning, right. you have to let us inspect your glove, your hat, everything on the way out the mound. They could also just design the baseballs to have more tech. Well, yeah, but th- then, but the point being, teams are still going to try to get the advantage for spin rate. But you are still then you would be checking, right? Like. If that's what baseball, I'm saying. That's exactly right, what I said. Right. Baseball will do the doctoring themselves. They'll take care of the baseballs, yeah. and they're going to say to you, now we're going to start looking at 
everything. You got to show us your gloves. You got to show us your, you know, you know, pull your pants down. By the way, for as long as cavity search you like Kyle did on the way out of Columbia, we're going to cavity search you every time you go to the mound. I, I don't know. I don't know. For as long as it's a gray area, I'd rather my team do it. Well, I mean, the Orioles are at a disadvantage if they don't. Why wouldn't you be doing it? I can't. You think I'm mad at Garrett Cole? Or like that John Means got accused of uh, doing it against the Yankees. One thousand. Good. Yes. Like this is this is part of baseball right now. Remember when Yadier Molina had a ball stuck to his chest? Oh yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that now. That I I I had forgotten about that. But yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Like this is the stuff they're doing. But it's part of the game. And baseball's clearly not done anything to make it not part of the game. It's just that there have been there was a big story written about an SI. Apparently, Athletic wrote something big about it, and so now everybody feels like we got to talk about it as if it's not something that's existed. It somebody was like, "Well, doesn't this fall into your unwritten rule problem?" Like, kinda, except for the fact that there doesn't appear to have been any way in which anyone has been penalized. Like, I'm sure somebody would point out the examples of Michael Pineda. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, where it was just so comical, you know, what we saw with Michael Pineda. But for the most part, it's just sort of been this common agreement, like, look, pitchers going to be doctoring the balls. That's the way it's going to go. Deal with it. And it's sort of a – I think it's a confluence, right? It's not just that the spin rates for players are higher. The approaches for the hitters have changed, right? Like, well, yes. you no, are it's not the, singular the launch angle right. swings. Right. A well, ball moving more is going to be harder to square. Yes. And it, it goes back to what we talked right. about with the um, the true outcome nature of baseball, that if you add if, – if guys are only swinging for home runs to begin with and the balls are being doctored more, you're going to come up with this sort of extreme that we're dealing with right now. That's where we are. That's where we are. All right, uh, Tubular brought to you today by the print issue of Pressbox. Speaking of John Means, he's on the cover of this. Last few days for you to get this one at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, or read it all, pressboxonline.com. And then it's gone, daddy, gone. The love is gone because we got a new issue coming next week with Talia Tungavailoa on the cover. Look forward to you seeing that one. Of course, always can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com as well. Here's what's coming up tonight. Totally tubular. Masson from Mets Orioles, 7 o'clock. Uh, big night for you. Taiwan Walker on the mound for New York. Matt Harvey, the former Met, goes for the Orioles. Masson, two Nationals raised. force and a movable object. Yeah, I know. What happens when these teams get together? Uh, Nationals raised, 7 o'clock on Masson, 2. MLB Network, Giants, Rangers, 2. Cubs, Padres joined in progress late tonight. ESPN, game two of the Women's College World Series. Florida State won game one. This is the final, of course. Uh, Oklahoma tries to even it up tonight, force a game three. Uh, that's seven, and then they got Royals-Angels at 9.30. By the way, Cubs-Padres not joined in progress late. They're a late afternoon joined in progress. My apologies to the Cubs, the Padres, um, and, and in case to President Biden, because I want you to, to help with the Cam Kinley situation. So if you just happen to be listening, I'm very sorry. Uh, Tennis Channel, one more quarterfinal today. Novak Djokovic and Mario Berrettini uh, still to come this afternoon. Rafael Nadal has moved on, as expected, to the semis, and Novak Djokovic looking to meet him there. Uh, TNT, Nuggets Suns, game two at 9.30. That's where I will be. 9.30, oh, that's nice. You got a 9.30 tip-off tonight because there's no Eastern Conference game. That's feeling lovely. Feeling froggy, huh? Oh, boy. Oh, man, I could be in bed by 12. Not 12, but like 12.30 maybe. Yeah, I like that. Uh, NBCSN, Bruins Islanders, game 6 at 7.30. ESPN2, a friendly. It is indeed the U.S. men tonight against Costa Rica at 7 o'clock. CBS Sports Network, the Indiana Fever and Chicago Sky at 8. Non-sports highlights. Oh, big one today. Country Music Awards? No, Kyle. 
tell me you didn't screw this up. What did I screw up? It's something that we talk about when it comes to um, things that you might miss because you only go to one place and you don't think Streaming about Streaming stuff? Pretty big things. Is Loki today. today. Loki is today. Loki, today. Disney Plus. Streaming. First yeah. episode. Enjoy. Yeah. I'll put it on. Yeah. Um, it's a but a bigger deal. Well, no. Not a bigger deal. A bigger deal. Not a bigger deal. A bigger deal. Not a bigger deal. A bigger deal. Go ahead. A bigger deal. People who have not been watching Mr. Inbetween on FX. Okay. What are you doing? It's not a bigger deal, but I... It should be. It should be. I know you're very excited about... uh, I think you should leave. Yes. Uh, July 6th. Yeah. So thrilled. So thrilled. I hope they do Uh, more By the way, I need... Do you know yet about any of the other dates, whether or not you're going to be gone? I gave you more. No, you you gave me a I, maybe. You gave me a maybe on your list. Well, the wasn't the maybe like the fifth, and that's where we're off. No, it was the Friday before that. Um, I think I will be here. Okay, that was the only other date that I had. On but I'll list. be sure to let you know soon. Yeah. Um, Mister in Between, ten o'clock, FX, Crank Acres, ten thirty, Comedy Central. If you're into that, uh, Vice Land has to be at nine o'clock. Called College Sports. I say that because I'm going to be missing a good bit of July now. Are you? Know? Yeah. I mean, college, two weeks. Two weeks. College Sports Incorporated is on Viceland and tonight what is, what at is 9. This? I believe it's examining essentially is how it it's NIL? big business and I think the push for players to be compensated. They had a, they had a hell of a meeting today it. on Capitol Hill. No players. No players. Uh, package deal. Real big package deal on Seth Meyers. I mean, like, they don't go one place without the other. Yes. Uh, Will Forte and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, everybody knows that about <laughs> Don't yeah. they don't they have like a, a name for their comedy troupe? Well, it's a, they have a buddy cop sitcom out too. Ah, also, it's going to be big. To, yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Uh, do, 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 do country music awards are on? If anyone cares, I don't. Uh, that's on like every Viacom network. Um, stuff and things. Check it all out at GlennClarkRadio.com. Why is Loki on a Wednesday, not a Friday? Uh, it is a weird bit. I don't know what the answer is, but I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I'm good with it. Uh, well, not right now because I got tennis to watch, but. Uh, once the French Open is over, I'll be good with watching it on Wednesdays. Thanks today to uh, what do I need to know about Loki? Like I know I saw him in the Avengers that one, but I didn't see any of the Thor movies. So I know he's the brother of Thor. I was going to say, are you, are you familiar with like Loki's general story? He's brother of Thor. Well, he owns a general store. <sighs> That's what I was trying to. It's the general. What is it like? They have good stuff. Um, eh, if I'm being honest with a you, marked up. Yeah, and, right. Like, you know, like, I, praying I, on us, I, you know. I think it could do better. Um, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine going into Loki with the information that you have. Thanks today to Brian Billick. Thanks also to Cameron Kinley. Uh, please, somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows President Biden that's ranked <laughs> higher than yeah, yeah, right. If if you know somebody that's ahead of the acting Secretary of the Navy, please reach out, Seriously. put in a good word, see if we can't do something to help out Cam Kinley. And the goal is that the more we talk about it and the more coverage this can get, that more eyes fall on it, and hopefully that's, it, that's the know. idea. That's the idea. Um, and thanks to Drew Forrester. We'll get all that up in the Greatest Hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow's show, got some irons and fires. Irons hoping, and fires. Hoping, not guaranteeing, hoping to make a trip to Bowie. Okay. Um, and stuff and things. All right, very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Bradley and Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Glory Twitter. Glory Days Grill. Oh, big, yeah. yeah. How about six more thank yeah. yous to Glory Days Grill? What a, You made our day. Oh, love you. 
and somebody else is winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days. Of course, we don't pick the winner until tomorrow you morning. You know what I would recommend with that $25? What's that? The wings and the steak sandwich. I think it'd be a hell of a way to spend 25 bucks at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. You know what? I, I, I might have a gift for you, actually, now oh. that I think about it. I think we have one that's about to exp- would, would you get the Glory Days Grill in the next? When are we talking? In the next week or so? June 30th. Yeah, I can make that happen. Right. If you I'll, want to hold on to it, I'll give it away. I'll, I'll let, feel free. I'll let you have it. Thank you, sir. I'll let you have it. All right. Um, thanks to everybody at Pressbox. All great. I already did that. I did that. And Sports and Social MD as well. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer. Sad, lonely man. Follow him on Twitter. Well, he's not sad anymore. He's, got, got, some he's, got, group, he's so. got Glory Days delivered to him, and he's got the $25 more. Mm. Uh, because I don't want to send that out to you guys because it'll expi- expire quickly, I bad, and know? I would feel bad about that. Yeah. So well, uh, I got ones that don't expire so quickly that I'll get out to you. All right. Um, follow on Twitter at Kay Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go Birds. Go Suns. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.